0: Hello, WTM listeners. We have a special treat for you today. As uh, we mentioned a couple episodes ago that we were going to make a guest appearance on a podcast Brett and I both love called the Midnight Movie Cowboys. And we did. And we talked about the fog and prom night. And uh, we thought it'd go great with our horror extravaganza. And the guys at MMC were generous enough to let us post it on our feed. We had a blast doing it. Guys are a lot of fun
1: going back and forth with they're very knowledgeable about uh, films in general and uh yeah just a lot of fun yeah we had a blast uh recording the episode got off to a lot of tangents which is par for the course but we've uh, mentioned those guys quite a few times so uh if this is your first time getting a chance to listen to them uh you'll have us to fall back on since you're already familiar with us but uh, yeah we encourage you to listen to this episode and uh, go subscribe to those guys because uh, like Eric said, they're they're a lot of fun, very knowledgeable, and uh, just a, a great listen. So uh, yeah, here it is.
2: From all corners of the globe to your ears, it's the Midnight
3: Movie Cowboys. Sometimes informative, sometimes controversial, but always unpredictable. It's the Midnight Movie Cowboys podcast with your hosts, Hunter, John, and Stu. And now, on with the
4: show.
2: Welcome back to the Midnight Movie Cowboys, everyone. I am Hunter in Dallas. And joining me in the Rocky Mountain High of Colorado is Mr. John Grace. Say hello, John. Hey. And in the uh, wild outback of Australia, if coming to, to us from his COVID concentration camp, we've got Mr. Stuart Balk. Say hello, Stu. Hello. This place is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just hope you're sticking to your allotted six beers a day. You know, don't go over. Yeah. Nah. I told you don't say nothing okay all yeah. right and we've got some special guests uh two guys from a couple of podcasts some big fan of we've well, got one you twat but well there's one two but guys from they, one, yeah but but they but you know one of them does another one i don't know anyway oh yeah shit i'm forgot about that <laughs> sorry uh, uh mr wolfie all right from watch this movie both of these guys are from watch this movie we've got eric Mulder. say hello eric hello not to be confused with Zaldiverse, so we're just going to call you Mulder. Uh, and we've got Positively Wolfy T from Watch This Movie, and also the Positively... Is it Positivity or Positively?
1: Positively Wolfy.
2: Positively Wolfie T podcast, a
5: podcast about allegedly real news. Allegedly. Not to be mixed oh. up with uh, Positively Wolfy VH, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is he's in Van Halen. Oh, you're in Van Halen. Oh, nice. Oh, sorry, Van the Father. Yeah, keep
1: it on the DL. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, you guys are from Watch This Movie. Uh, Eric, do you want to tell us a little? I mean, Mulder. Excuse me. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about? What y'all do on it?
0: Well, uh, it might shock you, but we talk about movies. No. And uh, we've been doing it since, I guess, fall 2014 wasn't on apple Podcasts until early 2015 we have some episodes where we talk about movies we've seen recently new releases stuff like that Um, just kind of a brief review that sort of thing and then other episodes where we go over an entire movie uh verbatim basically and we we just literally scene
5: for scene.
2: (laughs) yeah they i was gonna say y'all go scene by scene through the film so it's a Quite a different format from uh, yeah. like what we do here,
5: <laughs> the ADHD style
2: review week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, we go on tangents
0: once in a while, but it's you know that's it's single. That's like high A, high single A here. And this <laughs> is the majors up at MMC.
5: Yeah, we just we well, hide, we hide behind our tangents as uh, film knowledge. Yes, we go, oh, we, yeah, it's yes. good padding, really yeah. good padding. Oh, we,
2: yeah. That's how we pad out our shows. We just we I I go, Hey, you know, uh did you did you guys see that uh that tweet about the Rob Zombie Monsters movie? No, I don't. geez. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> see that report about Bruce Lee selling cocaine
4: in Hong yeah. Kong? <laughs>
5: This is this is how we uh, just throw a dynamite into our laps. We just you know? send this code message between us, like Bruce Lee. Okay, let's, we'll get ten minutes out of Bruce Lee this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's like one snippet of a uh, the monsters, <laughs> you know set. Piece. We got to
2: do.
5: Like, yeah, we
2: got to do. We got to do ten minutes on the monsters. Ten minutes on Bruce, and occasionally it Saxon. It. Uh, it's
3: sacks. a European tour,
5: and it used to be yes. Black Oak Arkansas as well for a while.
3: Yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. That's old. That's old school. Oh yeah,
5: right Eddie
2: Trunk as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Eddie Trunk came up every episode for like a year. I think. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe he's getting a lot of social media attention.
5: No, it was I the, think no, it was around the time when um, Donald Trump got elected. We just we said never Trump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So well, right, that's right, right, Trump. okay, right. okay. Yeah.
2: And uh, I think too, Trunk had launched his podcast. So you yes. Know, We'd we'd been listening to that some and kind of it was pretty quick to pick up on his quirks and his you know his weird
5: oh and, uh, and- <laughs> we'd also hide behind uh,
2: D Snyder as well <laughs> D Snyder yeah yeah when D had his his terrible short lived podcast
5: oh, that wasn't was a, a constant you know what he actually started off really well then towards oh it did just, it did. Uh, oh.
2: But then it, it started out because he had
5: guests. And then, and
2: then it was D in his hotel room telling the same stories over and oh, over no. again. Right.
5: <laughs> it's well, a show the fuck these to- days. I never, what, what's yeah. the never heard of a tide. What's this movie? Uh, never heard of a tide? What, <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, I Me and Suzette, we went on a holiday uh, to the Bahamas. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, so tired. I have to take another holiday. was sick. Mm-hmm. It's all Captain it's- Howdy's
3: burnout podcast. Oh.
5: <laughs> Strangeland. <laughs> I just gave that strangely Strangeland away. the show. Yeah, so I- so really what it
2: comes down to is whatever celebrity podcast we're listening to at the time, it just becomes memed to death on our show. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and whenever yeah. somebody's up on uh, charges that we don't like, you know, some person we just uh, we just salivate. Because, like James Gunn. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah, James Gunn, yeah. yeah. What did Benza
0: talk about this week?
5: Oh Jesus. <sighs> yeah. Like, I've never Britney. To Britney.
2: I, I could go my whole life and never hear about Britney Spears again. Yeah, I just don't care. I haven't watched any
3: of those documentaries. I don't give a damn. It's it's, it's a it's a southern gothic aspect of that story that everybody's
2: into. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah.
3: Um but, oh and Italians. We make fun of Italians. That's our main He, ta- he talked
2: oh, about Italians. Wendy Williams, another person I don't care about. <laughs> yeah,
3: I just I
5: just don't <laughs> give a damn about any of that. Uh, she's a scary looking woman She's very yeah. scary looking Even with those <laughs> titties, she's still scary
3: But <laughs> uh, yeah, and then mocking Italian men That's about it that's, I think that's her name.
2: Yeah. Yeah uh, I'm sure we've missed it But them. yeah, so the movies We decided to talk about two movies this week Two uh, Jamie Lee Curtis
5: movies Oh, uh, and we've got- we forgot we, We've entitled this episode Hermaphrodite Horror Oh boy! Oh, John, that's oh,
3: not going to get us kicked off Apple podcast.
2: Uh, I don't that that word. You don't hear that word anymore. Really, no.
3: it's been blended into the alphabet.
2: I remember when uh, when <laughs> Lemmy did the the hermaphrodite PSA with uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. You remember that? Yeah. What?
5: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemmy did this. There was this. It was a trauma thing, and Lemmy is like, "Oh, I'm here to tell you about hermaphrodites." hermaphrodites have a really hard time, you know, and it has Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and they're hermaphrodites, and they're holding hands and skipping, and then they get to a bathroom. (laughs) It's like the boys' bathroom, and they look one way, and then there's the girls' bathroom, and then there's a sign that says hermaphrodites, and (laughs) then arrow points down to a bucket on the ground.
5: (laughs) And and Lemmy's like, you know, they have a really tough go of it. you got to be nice to them. (laughs) They're often marginalized
1: speaking of hermaphrodites Mm. I'd rather see a a never too young to die sequel than another James Bond movie
5: oh Oh, the forgotten forgotten Gene Simmons speaking
1: of uh, tangents you guys get off on (laughs) old Gene Simmons there
0: well he likes to sneak in never too young to die on any episode he can (laughs) and I don't blame him for it because it's Pretty marvelous, and it has to do with Bond since uh, it has Lazenby in it. And it starts out, you know, like a terrible after school special Bond movie.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's got vanity.
5: Yeah, it does. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it
1: starts off with John Stamos doing trampoline
5: gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Paul Stanley would have been on set of that one as well, Jan. Yeah. yeah. you He's also very good at eating apples bouncing, in that movie. Stamos. <laughs> I wish I had my soundboard here, but I just I can't work it out on this thing. Supposedly, the they anyway.
3: offered the Sanchez role in License to Kill originally to Gene Simmons.
2: Really? That would have yeah. been good. That have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked Navi's, him in- Davi's uh, uh, pretty good. But. Yeah, I like Robert Davi. But uh, Gene Simmons is fun in uh, Michael Crichton's Runaways, where he commands an army of robot spiders. Right. Michael oh, Crichton.
5: <laughs> Michael Crichton will come up later on. Oh. Yeah. Very good. Oh yeah, right. yeah, Yeah, he will.
2: Yeah. So why did we pick uh Jamie Lee Curtis movies? Why'd we pick the fog and uh I mean I know we were gonna do Terror Train, but I was like, I can only do I can't do the same
5: movie twice. Like, we, <laughs> the fog had come up. So <laughs> I would you know what? Honestly, I would have done Terror Train, but because John requested it, I wanted to let him know what it feels like to say no to something, because that's been me with Can't Stop the Music for fucking years. <laughs> I have been trying to get the Can't Stop the
3: Music, and I said oh, we should have
5: fucking to watch this
3: movie, guys. You know, Let's do Can't Stop the Music with them, but no.
5: No, I need to get uh, <laughs> Dan on for that one. He's a... He's yeah, that's right. We really that's true. We people, so. Yeah, he probably did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh... The first one we're going to talk about is the Fog, John Carpenter's follow-up to Halloween. A lot of the same people worked on it. A lot of this, a bunch of the same cast members, like Charles Cyphers, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, and Nancy I, Loomis. I, I don't, Nancy Loomis. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and cinematography by Dean Cundey, the great Dean mm-hmm. Cundey. Uh, you know, I was I always kind of thought of the Fog as that the okay movie that follows up Halloween. But uh, I was when I posted about it on social media, a lot of people were saying they like it more than Halloween. Uh, uh, Eric or Wolfie, whichever one of you wants to jump in first. What What do you what, what say you? How do you think this follows Halloween?
1: I like it. I don't know if I like it better than Halloween, but it's it's pretty close.
2: Mm, pretty close.
1: I mean, a lot of John Carpenter movies. The first time I watch him, I don't like him. I don't know. Like, I've watched a bunch of his movies and it's like, this isn't even good. Like, I don't even know why people like this. And some I've gone back to and I liked them more on the second watch. The Fog is one of the few where I actually liked it the first time I watched it. So I think that gives it more points. But yeah, I I think it's pretty good um, up there. Not quite on Halloween's level, but yeah, I think pretty close. Uh,
2: Oh, Eric. I mean, Mulder, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, uh, this was uh, kind
0: of right in his prime. So, I mean, yeah, it's not as good as Halloween, but uh, I love the practical effects. I think it's a worthy follow-up to Halloween. Solid horror movie right before, uh, what, Escape from New York. And then uh, what else do he have right before Blanken? Uh, he did
2: Elvis, didn't he, at some point?
3: Yeah, Elvis, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. Dark
2: Star, if you want to go way back. Yeah, Dark Star is almost not a real movie. <laughs> nah, nah really. it's awful. Uh, Someone's watching me is one of the ones he did. Yep. That people yeah, that's about. pretty good.
0: Well, that's how, that's uh, where he met his uh, his homewrecker, uh, Adrian Barbeau. Right? Oh, no,
2: that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was uh, she was his Polly Platt, not uh, P- Polly Platt. She was his civil uh, shepherd.
5: Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what I realized when I was watching this uh, last night was. While Adrian Barbeau's got the nicer body at that time, Deborah Hill was a better looking one. Adrian yes, she Barbeau was. just looked th- old. She was thirty five, and but man, she looked a lot older than that.
3: She always looks forty three in all those movies from the seventies, to the eighties. Even on Mod, she always
2: looked forty three, like a hot forty three year old. My, uh, I told when I was watching The Fog with my wife, I told her that, uh, you know, Adrian Barbeau was kind of a sex symbol, and she she went, she's sexy. <laughs> Well, on Maude, she'd
3: come bouncing <laughs> down the stairs.
2: Yeah, I never saw him, and, Maude.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is, well, she was, she was like, uh, if you've seen Good Times, you ever seen that, her?
2: No, I've just seen memes, like little clips. You've well, never the Norman seen Lear shows. <laughs> no, it's way before my time. He's, he's very young, dude. Do, do you uh, not okay. you don't have
1: the TV One channel?
2: Uh-uh. I don't have any channels. Oh, cable.
1: TV One shows that and the Cosby show all the time. Mm. Fan well the, the norman song. the
3: norman lear sitcoms if they were controlled by the writers they would always have one character who would pop into the room and speak statistics like on good times it was michael and michael was the young kid and he would always pop in did you know four out of five black students do not graduate high school and you know that sort of thing <laughs> and what they would have with adrian barbeau on maude she was maude's daughter and uh she would come bouncing down the stairs and she claims at the time she didn't realize they had her coming down the stairs because her boobs would bounce when she <laughs> walked down. And she would say, you know, well, nine out of ten birth control users have no problem with it or whatever. You know, five out of you know, five out of five abortions always work, you know, it's just stupid stuff. Like mm. and it's just it's the liberal writers, you know, throwing around the statistics and everything. Yeah. And you have to have that character, but they have to be somebody that you want to look at. It's it's so uh designed i guess or Mm -hmm. uh, you get you get the pattern hunter you know what i'm talking about yes yeah Yeah. i know exactly
2: what you're talking about yeah
3: zolly would make it worse if he was on the show tonight
1: (laughs) you know on on wtm one of the things that always comes up is how old the actors look in the 80s yeah like Mm -hmm. everybody looks like 20 (laughs) years older than they actually are
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's true especially tom atkins in here and in season of the witch it's a bit uncomfortable his sexual
5: escapades yeah oh yeah <laughs> no, no yeah no, i disagree he's just getting he's getting his ending he knows he's in his prime of his life he's like 21 year olds want to fuck let's go i don't care mm-hmm. I, like in in, in, in in season of the witch the
2: girl he has sex with was woody allen's real life underage girlfriend that the uh the Margot hemingway or is it me Mur- i don't know stacy nelkin yeah. So it was yeah. Mario. Yeah, it was Mario. Hemingway. Mario Hemingway's character in Manhattan was based on.
3: Yeah, right. so he was he was more Chad than Woody Allen. I think.
2: Anybody? Yeah, Tom Tom Atkins though in the fog, he 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 needs to keep the mustache. I think. Yeah, he looks um, weird. Like I was watching this on Blu-ray, and you can just all you stare at is how terrible. Like his skin has all these holes in it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like Robert and, Davi. And, yeah, he just—he has awful skin. The mustache offsets that, and uh, his face just looks rounder. He does—he needs that mustache. It's part of the Atkins look. It's like—did
1: they, did they shave it to make him look younger? Possibly it's a good question. Do you think? They never
2: <laughs> thought we would have HD TVs where we could see people's complexions. <laughs> you know <Yeah>. they didn't.
1: <laughs>
2: and. And he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, who's she's probably the most worthless character in this movie. She could not be there and the movie, would not change at all. <laughs> she's just this yep. hitchhiker, this runaway, teenage runaway he picks up and has sex with. And then they do Scooby-Doo stuff where they chase ghosts and she just kind of comes along.
1: Can we can we she, just call it what it is We sorry. She pulled it. out the uh, show's gets pulled out of the window of the church at the end. I mean. That's a integral part of the the plot, isn't it? That I? was
3: a poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this thing.
5: Yeah. What were you going to say, Stu? I was going to say, can we just call it out right now? In this film and the next one, she is high as fuck throughout the whole <laughs> two films. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she I agree. is off her face. I just don't know which one more. I probably think this one. It's probably bigger budget, more drugs. I guess. Was Janet Lee on drugs too? Her mom. Well, she's, you know what? She looks ja- old for fifty-two. Man, uh, yeah, yeah that's a damn good point. She looks like she's really in her sixties, at <laughs> you know, mid-sixties. It's uh, I yeah, she knows. looks
2: like she does in Halloween H two O.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, I just yeah. The only one in this film who looks young for her age is actually Nancy Loomis. She was thirty-one when she made this. I mean, she looks all yeah. right. She yeah, she looks about fun. her age, you know, maybe a couple of years younger. How old Hillary. was
2: Charles Cypher's? I'm- <laughs> he was born in 1939. Not- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's 82 years old. He was born in 1939. Ooh. So I get him confused with Paul Lynn right when I saw him. I'm like, is that Paul Lynn?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he died by now. <laughs> no, he died in 82, but you know, they would have been about the same age. Yeah. And uh, you know- cyphers did look a little uh, sexually ambiguous.
5: Not as much as Paul (laughs)
0: Lind. Yeah, (laughs) that's not ambiguous. (laughs) Paul didn't hide
4: it.
2: (laughs) No. One thing uh, this movie does is uh, John Carpenter has to name all the characters after his friends. Oh, Tom Atkins is Nick Castle. Charles Charles Cyphers
5: is Dan (laughs) (laughs) O'Bannon. George Buckflower is Tommy Wallace. And there's somebody else in there called Dr. Fibes. I thought, oh, really?
2: <laughs>
5: really? Yeah. But you know, and John,
2: you you kind of, you you. I had that light bulb moment when you said that John Carpenter was kind of cool guy, movie director like Tarantino. Yeah, and he does that. He pulls that stuff in this movie because he goes and shoots at locations from the Birds, right? In this film, yeah, he and does. he puts and he puts Janet Lee in the movie. You mm-hmm. know, he does all these little Hitchcock nods because I, I saw this thing where this guy went through the locations. Oh yeah, and. Mm-hmm. That dock restaurant he went to, he, he was like, there's tons of docks around that are closer to where they shot. This one's pretty out of the way. He must have just shot here because the bird shot is, here. Is
5: that that yeah. guy, that skater guy who's in his mid-40s yeah. and looks really, really yeah. sad? Like, he he
2: looks like a washout from the 90s pop yeah. oh, era. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that location tour thing he does – you know it's it's pretty informative, but then he has to do his own like insider humor
5: thing with his friends mm. at know. the church. Oh, it's terrible! He should be wearing, so like, bad. A, a lag wagon t-shirt. It's just, it's just
4: <laughs> <horrible>.
5: <laughs> anyway, honey, you said the, the most worthless character in this film is Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I disagree. Why is John Carpenter in the start of this film in the church? Well, oh yeah, mm. oh yeah, Hitchcock John cameo. Carpenter.
2: Yeah, he's doing the Hitchcock cameo. Father, yeah. can I
5: get paid? I need, need more money to make the movie. What's the point of <laughs> this fucking what's it, the point?
2: It's just so you can have a uh, John Carpenter in the movie. And then it shows that the priest is kind of a, a kind of a bad guy because he, he cuts
5: his hours. <laughs>
4: <after> okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, he drinks uh, wine. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's picked up on it here real quick. But when that, that father Malone's flipping through that journal Anybody see the the quick hidden page and what it says on there? No. It's right before there it is. gets to the page. It's it's something... It's real quick and you miss it. But I, I saw it and I paused it. I go, nah, they're having a fucking joke, really. But what it says is this. Okay, it says dot, dot, dot. So it's a continuation of a sentence. My college education to work writing dumb shit in this fucking movie prop. It's time to bring them... <laughs> it- <laughs> It's ah! time to bring in the new girls with big tits, tattoos, and shaved beavers. <laughs> 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 actually says it? I yeah. gotta go look this up. Okay. Uh, got Like, gonna like I my said,
3: Amazon Prime.
5: <laughs> when he when he first opens the journal, he'll go to a page with a whole bunch of writing. I saw the word, saw the words, well, dumb shit and fucking movies. Go. What is this? I had to pause the Blu-ray. <laughs> okay, okay. He's obviously having a quick laugh before he gets to the main page. But I couldn't work out the whole sentence because it's written in a very italic style of um, writing. But then I found it on Reddit, and that's what it says. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's there for a, like a brief, maybe one third of a second. It's very quick. <laughs> Magnificent. <Yeah>. Magnificent. <laughs> I'm all about it. But yeah, well, you um- saying about the priest, Hal Holbrook.
2: Yeah, Hal Holbrook. Brooke plays the priest, and we see he's a bad guy because he cuts John Carpenter's hours, <laughs> and that sets us up that there's going to be some shenanigans here.
1: So I was a little confused how his grandfather was also Father Malone.
2: Yeah, are
1: they? I, I didn't understand. I'm I'm they, I'm, they...
2: I'm guessing they're Anglican priests because otherwise it'd be like that uh that scene in Hot Shots Part Deux where. Charlie Sheen goes, These monks are celibate like their fathers. Their fathers <laughs> before <them. laughs> Martin Duh
0: might have and it definitely has it's like top three of my favorite movie jokes. When yeah. Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen are crossing each other on the boats, and they're both the both their voiceovers for Platoon and Apocalypse Now are going on. <laughs> <And> they <laughs> they intersect and they, they can hear the other one. So they both kind of look up. They stand up, and they see each other, and they point, and they go, I loved you at Wall Street.
2: It's like the
5: Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme. (laughs) Or like the uh, Michael Myers looking at Michael Myers in uh, Halloween Resurrection. It's the only good part of that whole shit movie. Yeah. Buster Rhymes looking at... Which Halloween
0: is it where Michael pulls over for cigarettes? Is that five? Oh,
5: I think it I is. I
2: think that's five.
0: That's, <laughs> that bitch she's driving with is annoying him so much. That j- stop for cigarettes. He <laughs> finally just pulls over and waits. That's that's <laughs> how the Michael Myers is wearing. <laughs> he
5: drives off. There's a Michael Myers wearing a Michael Myers mask? Wearing a Frankenstein mask over a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> 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 so try driving with two masks on. See how that goes for you. Good luck.
1: There's lots of people that drive with two masks. Isn't that? Uh...
5: <laughs> I see I see it all the time.
1: Yeah. By themselves around. by themselves with the windows <laughs> open.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> if you're in a heavy Democrat district like Denver, yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah.
5: They wear two masks over there. Some people do. <laughs> some, I'll, some I'll people see some do. idiots doing that. Yeah. Jesus. Do whatever
3: uh, whatever the president
5: tells them to do. Whatever it takes to uh yeah. stop the beer bug. Oh Jesus.
3: <laughs> I'm not seeing another Halloween sequel until they bring back Tony Moran as Michael Myers. Otherwise, not good damn.
5: Not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. He's, uh, I know. He's dished too much of dirt over the yeah. years.
3: He's still the only Michael Myers face we ever saw. So as far as I'm concerned, he's true. the only
5: Michael Myers. Yeah.
3: Not these stuntmen. They're always hiring for these things.
5: Well, the guy they got in the Halloween from two, two or three years ago, it, it looks like a, a college professor. Just a very tall one.
3: He just yeah, really he's his flock. Flock. Wasn't it Nick Castle?
5: Wasn't yeah, the actual
3: Nick castle yeah. the actual shape double and most of the shooting? I yeah. think it was Nick Castle. Yeah,
2: he has like the I mean yeah, yeah I the, he's not doing look. all the
0: stunts because he's upper sixties or whatever, but Yeah, he's
2: old dude. Hmm. Wait, he came back to do the the David Gordon Green one? Yeah, yeah he's, he's from the original. He's,
3: he's like in the like the blurry shots of his face. They never give you a direct shot of his face. They just give you like
1: no, yeah. I meant the, so guy from, to the stop. from the behind. It's from behind and and all to the side. Okay, so, so he
2: does. Yeah, it says it's window scene and breathing sounds. Okay, no, no, I he's guy. only
3: him. Um, he's only him before he gets the mask. Then when he puts the oh. mask on, he's the stunt man. Okay, okay. it's
2: James Jude Courtney. It's the name I see <laughs> here. Stunt there's man. there's a couple of them. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just I just saw that one in the theater the other day. Uh AMC's doing these surprise horror screenings. Oh yeah. yeah. But they they spoil them in the the coming soon section. <laughs> so I knew I knew what I was getting <laughs> into. Oh no. And you <laughs> and still
4: they
1: showed, went. Well yeah. I still went. But I uh, <laughs> they showed the trailer for the next one that comes out later this month. And the people in the row next to me were they talked through the entire trailers and the entire movie. But <laughs> during the trailer for the new one they're like Oh, man, I hated that last one. It sucked so bad. And then the, that one starts playing after the trailers end. <laughs> They're so pissed. You need, you need, <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were right. It sucked. Has anybody seen the remake of The Fog from 2005? Yeah. When nope. came I saw it out. in the
0: theater when it came out. No. I thought It sucked. Never again. It's, it's
2: directed by it's directed by uh, Eric Zaldiver and I's favorite director Rupert Rain- Wainwright because he did our favorite movie Blank Check. <laughs> Great
1: can't be movie. your favorite.
2: That movie's been canceled
0: now.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? It's, it's <laughs> still on Disney Plus. I it's been canceled. I'm Why? Sure. Yeah,
0: because uh, he dates uh, that older lady and she kisses him.
1: <laughs> She's so That's into right. It so was it. on Twitter. I was like, oh my initiates. god, have you seen
2: this? It was made by Disney, so you know what was going on there. It
0: was like a thirty-five-year-old oh, yeah. woman makes out with a eleven-year-old child or something. <laughs> I, well, it I watched been... it
1: on Disney Plus within the last year. So uh, what,
5: was that Winona Ryder <laughs> or no. It was Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Sure,
1: <laughs>
0: she
3: was sixty playing a thirty-five-year-old. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how can you, you can tell her no? She has an ego. Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. if you want to beat the the comic duo of Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, you got to get. Miguel Ferrer, Tone Loke, and Michael Lerner. Mm. That's kind of awesome though. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like any movie with Miguel
0: Ferrer is I'm a fan of. So yeah, like he's the best. Don't get me wrong, I still like blank check.
2: He's the best thing in Twin Peaks, you know. Yeah. Albert. (laughs) Albert. I have seen (laughs) goodness here in these people. Oh look, it's trying to think. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen a lot of pathetic swine in this backwater, but this really takes the cake.
5: All right, we've got uh, one and 90% of another film to get through yet. <laughs> but yeah, I never saw
2: the remake of The Fog, but I'm always reminded that Tom Welling plays a longshoreman in it. So Don't bother.
5: Uh, just just mm-hmm. don't bother.
1: In the remake, do the, the ghosts have to knock on doors and open them up and to, to get into buildings?
5: Probably I can't not. remember. I've only seen. I saw it when it came out. And I erased it from my memory straight away. It was gone. I
1: thought I thought that was an interesting thing that, you know, most ghost movies they just float through walls, and these ones are just like super polite knocking on. Yeah, they
5: hands. are. <laughs> they are very polite. we here to. We're here to kill you. Open up.
1: Once you let them in, they'll they'll fuck up some some walls and windows and stuff. But like you got to open the door to let them in first.
2: And I like how. Uh, the the, pi- the the pirate treasure or whatever they're trying to take the leper treasure, it's all been melted down into this cross that looks like it was made in the '60s. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like this very modern looking. It's this very modern looking uh, cross, yeah. and then the climax is just them like holding it and shaking for a little while.
1: Yeah, did I miss it? Why did they hide it? It's been in the wall of the church for a hundred years. I, I would why. think.
2: I would think yeah I was wondering that too I was like didn't <laughs> like, they use the money to like make the church awesome or something yeah, why, didn't they spend it and if we, they, maybe, if they, maybe they <laughs>
1: spent half of it and then we, the over. we screwed it. these
2: people <laughs> over but we're not going to spend
0: the money <laughs> if they melted it down into a cross to hide the crime why don't they use the cross
2: yeah it's not it's not It's not in the on the altar or anything like that no. mm. just put it behind the brick wall <laughs>
1: If we spend the coins, people will know that we stole them.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not very Anglican of them. If it's an Anglican church, which I presume it
2: is. Yeah, I mean Anglican church. They like to spend. They like those are those are like rich people churches. You know.
5: Yeah, they got to show off a little bit. Might have been yeah, that's science- where you go when you want the good music and stuff. Might have been a Scientology church. It's true. Yeah, that's what this film was missing was Mike Rinder as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mike Render. Mike Rinder. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I I like the
2: locations in this movie. I like Adrian Barbeau being a uh, kind of sultry late night DJ. What
5: you guys think of that? Hey jo- hey John, Allison Steele, you reckon rip off?
3: <laughs> oh yeah. I think she admitted that that she was inspired by uh Alison Steele, who's somebody she listened
5: to in yeah. New York when she was on Broadway. Totally so. ripped off Allison Steele. Yeah,
3: she admits it though. She doesn't like hide it. Yeah. This is not a Howard Stern. Uh, they stole from me and didn't give me credit. Nonsense. Hey, they stole from me, ah, They
2: stole from me, Robin.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, you know, I think I think the fog's a pretty solid Carpenter film. It's not one of my it's not one of my favorites, but every time I watch it, I I enjoy it. You know, I like the the mood, the cinematography. Uh, I just think I think the climax is a little bit lacking, but but other than that, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What do you think, uh, Wolfie?
1: Oh, I, like I said, I like it. The visual effects are fantastic with the fog and the actual design of the ghosts. I thought that was great. Yeah, I like the red eyes. It was they, like a figure yeah. with red eyes. It kind of shot them in the shadow, so you couldn't really make out exactly what they were. But yeah, they they were uh, fantastic uh, looking, in my opinion. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. So very good.
2: Mulder, any... uh. Any thoughts there?
0: Yeah. Uh, talked about the practical effects earlier. I really love the fog. Um, I mean, when it's off in the distance, you know, it's pretty shitty looking.
2: Yeah. I was going to say uh, <laughs> that's the only that's the only part that takes me out of it. Is I'm like, that just looks like some glowy crap they put on the film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like the amount of dry ice or fog machines they had was uh, ridiculous. Pretty impressive.
5: Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was good, but it was damn it was a lot. Yeah.
0: And I like all the special effects with like the, you know, the nice, the hooks going in, stabbing. It's pretty good effects.
2: Uh, a scene that I thought was actually pretty scary. Whenever I, I watch it, I'm always reminded. Oh, yeah. I always forget about the scene, but it's really good. It's the scene on the boat where the guys are all drinking and then mm-hmm. the fog yeah. comes in and the big ship comes by. I, that's a great scene. Yeah. Really scary. It's good stuff. And uh, George Buck Flower
3: gets the knife right there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, the guy who
3: got I think he's the bum that got his pants stolen by um Kyle Reese and the Terminator in the first few minutes. <laughs> oh, here, here, here he I, I, he played a lot of bums and movies and old drunks and everything. It
2: was a specialty. here he's playing uh the film's editor, Tommy Lee Wallace. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> gotta 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 name drop all my buddies.
3: <laughs> yeah, Carpenter put no imagination into the uh the names there.
2: Yeah it's kind of like his
3: uh, address book it's
2: it's kind of like fred decker in night of the creeps oh this character's name is Ugh. is, is ramey this character's name is carpenter this mm-hmm. character is cronenberg yeah. this character's landis
3: <laughs> Now the chick was kathy cronenberg it was yeah, like so late
2: yeah oh yeah. uh, always drives night me of the Creeps. that's what yeah, i had it's a great uh, movie
0: yeah that's what i had tom atkins sign when i
2: met him yeah that's one of tom atkins that's one of the the goat tom atkins roles and he
3: autographed um, it thrill me i'm sure
5: <laughs>
3: me. I outside
5: his name. he gave me a picture for free though i didn't have to pay for the picture Oh, cool. was, was he looking around to see if he had a like a younger sister or you know a <laughs> <younger> <laughs> girlfriend or something
0: <laughs> no i went solo to that one and oh. actually there really wasn't that many people uh approaching him from what i saw Jeez, uh, that was the no, same one a shame of, i think i showed you guys that picture of me and uh, eric roberts right? i might have posted it on facebook but uh yeah, Roberts was kind of popular. Zach Gallagher was there. Uh, Carl, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Strokin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lurch from Adam's, Adam's family, family yeah. movies. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the giant from Twin Peaks. And then, ah, uh, who else is there? Corey Feldman.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was
0: actually, it was a Frog Brothers reunion. It was him and uh, who's the other uh, douche from that movie? Corey Haim? Uh, no, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 oh, no, my... no, no, <laughs> no. Not Corey Haim, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I his name. Lost uh, Someone say Corey
5: Haim? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh, good boy. old days.
2: Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, the frog. Okay. J- Jameson Newlander. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Did Corey he Feldman stayed up in his high hotel room high.
0: most of the time because nobody was really coming to see him because everyone wanted Feldman. He's like, I'm not coming down until
2: Corey gets there. Does, does Feldman dress like Michael Jackson <laughs> still? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well he was wearing I think it was a navy suit
2: it was something
5: kind oh of practical
2: but still a little flashy did he have his ain't Corey's angels
5: oh, was
0: gonna. yeah that's what I was gonna <laughs> say did he have Corey's <laughs> angels with him I was is... gonna ask
1: that too oh,
0: no but uh, well actually come to think of it the theater I worked at well still do but it's a different theater now um, there's a girl that worked there and she used to have either a friend or a roommate that dated uh, Feldman for a few months and lived with him for like a month mm, and that's was, what ended it
2: yeah, and <laughs> was
0: saying that uh he was in fact very abusive and yeah there's some sexual assault rape allegation type stuff this, I don't mm. remember everything verbatim but it seemed like uh you know he comes off so innocent like the barbara walters and all those other interviews talking about uh i mean maybe he's right in that a lot of 80s child actors were uh fucked with terribly but um yeah, maybe that
5: just messed him up later in life, and he's just you know repeating the cycle. There is a YouTube channel out there. I don't remember the name of it, but all they do is they they speak to his ex angels, and it's not good what they say. Mm-mm. I remember Vice did a really
2: Vice did a really uh, nasty hit piece on him and his angels. They like that was like a a target of theirs for like a month. They did like several articles, like going after Corey and his angels. <laughs>
4: Wow.
3: Did, he, did he constantly in the convention like offer to name names of his abusers, and then like, <laughs> and like then, didn't work, or he lost his voice?
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> always going. That he's been grifting off of that so much. Like he did that stream where he was gonna all will be revealed, and then he just repeated the allegations that Charlie Sheen raped Corey Haim, and that's yeah, he's a he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another crappy child actor asshole. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like there was nothing new. It was all stuff he'd already thrown out there before. Yeah. I hope he gets what-
3: killed by the next LA riot, like the next <laughs> time they, rioters, they they put him up on a cross like I Am Legend or
4: something. <laughs> 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 Gosh,
0: God. well, Escalate- Hunter, that's uh. That stream you mentioned, wasn't it? Uh, it wouldn't work at first. It was interrupted. He'd say, yeah, oh, they're trying to shut us down.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, the intergalactic uh, space pedophiles are trying to shut <laughs> us down. <laughs> <laughs> he should have had uh,
3: like uh, subliminal uh, photos of Ale- uh, like, uh, Alex Jones, like pop in every now and then or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a way to do that. No We're do that.
2: breaking the conditioning.
3: All right. Gay frogs, yeah. You know, he just says that, and then goes back to Corey, and of course named already named some names, but you missed it all. So oh, it John, did. Yeah,
5: the stream dropped. I'm yeah. guessing this. Uh, guessing this one get retweeted by who's that mob, John? <laughs> um,
2: um. Oh. Uh, oh God.
3: What's What's the um? What's the child? Uh, that, yeah, the guys I, go I, after. The,
5: yeah, I've lost the name. video.
3: That documentary. Um, I don't follow them anymore because they were getting a bit too out there
0: open secret
3: that's it yeah yeah open secret guys yeah that's
5: them we won't be getting a retweet from open secret (laughs) no we don't
3: want it no no
5: yeah
2: yeah you don't want that
3: (laughs) they've been repeating the kirk douglas rape natalie wood thing
2: yeah it's fact and that's they they go they they, they'll repeat any 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 accusation they'll uncritically spread it that's that's what i don't like about them is that there's stuff that's been debunked that's been uh that's very suspect that they will push and if you if you question them on it they're like well you're you're a pedophile rapist you know <laughs> they, they, yeah they, you support the you support know, the, the the lizard it, people you know. support the vampire pedophiles <laughs> that are running the, the the banks or whatever
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the banks <laughs> yeah so, yeah they're a little they, they're overdone although i believe all their james gunn stuff so
2: yeah oh yeah no there's definitely a lot of truth on that stream but it's just they they just th- the problem is they have no discerning palette at all they believe you know? all women yes exactly exactly no yes. that is true but they they'll believe all women who say stuff about other women so like oh, if yes natalie yeah, wood, that's, the problem. that's the problem is like is that so, somebody will say oh this happened kirk douglas raped natalie wood well there's the the evidence for that is incredibly flimsy and it seems yeah. like they were they were pretty close or they were friends, friendly anyway. And yeah. um, but no, no, no. If you question that, well, well, you know, oh, it all oh, came from yeah. Lana Wood, who's bitter.
3: Yeah. Yeah. AJ <laughs> Benzo went through that one day, goes Lana fucking Wood. She says all this <laughs> stuff from a hotel room where she's been living for the last 20 fucking years. You know? And it's <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Like, yeah. Lana Wood is a washout in Hollywood and she's really bitter. So
5: nothing surprising there. Yeah, I saw a video of her singing in some dingy hotel room complaining about it. It's like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you say, darling.
3: Yeah, better washouts yeah, are the worst sources for anything.
2: Like Corey Feldman.
4: <laughs>
3: yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lana Wood is the female Corey
2: Feldman. <laughs> oh man. Uh so what do you guys, what would you give the the fog out of uh out of
5: 10 that was a quick fucking review shit what
4: (laughs) What?
3: reshoots and the troubled production that he turned in a movie that (laughs) the
2: execs were not happy with and he had to go Uh, reshoot stuff all right go into it john tell us about
3: (laughs) it well he turned in a movie like in wikipedia it says it was like 80 minutes or something and there's also talk that he originally planned it as like a pg rated film so he was kind of on the cusp of that hey these a PG rated horror movie will make more money because you get teen girls in, you know, or children will go see it. But um, <laughs> what what I was well, told make it when, like
2: Watcher in the Woods or something, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. And and he he wanted to branch out like that because he knew there was not, you know, sticking with R ratings wasn't where the money was, and he wanted to show he was versatile. So he wanted to make some PG. He wanted he wanted work. you to he wanted to
2: justify that turtleneck he wore.
3: Yes, exactly. You know, he could wear that turtleneck and make something like The Haunting or, you know, like a PG-rated horror. So he was kind of on that uh, the idea that Poltergeist later made millions off of, which was the PG-rated horror film. Which
2: should have been rated R, by the way. Yes, it should have. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: uh, I think Ronan – I'm trying to remember what Ronan told me about the shoot of that, The Fog. But it's like he turned it in and they were like, it's not scary enough. They were mad at him, you know. And so he went out and he shot the scenes of, like, I guess – more of the graphic blades going through actors and um, the scene where the, the one ghost pirate like turns his head and there's maggots on his face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was all shot for the R rated version to give it an R rating. Cause you'll notice there's not, there's no nudity. There's no, um, there's not really that much profanity, you
2: know? No, and, I was uh, thinking, I was thinking it's, it's pretty clear. Like Halloween is, it has nudity in it, but it's kind of unused. Like as far as slasher movies go, it's pretty tame.
3: It's not ogling. You know, yeah, it's no, it's just kind of there as a matter of the scene, you know. Yeah,
2: it's not like a, a prom night where you're ogling the girls' butts in the short shorts, you know.
3: Right, right, and um, and, and yeah, so he had to go back and shoot some stuff for it, and I think it was a it was a pretty moderate hit, like it did okay, but yeah, it did it, was, pretty,
2: it did pretty good. It, it made was the a... movie that
3: introduced me to his name because I watched the sneak previews back when Cisco and Ebert were hosting that on PBS, and they said we're going to review The Fog, which is director john carpenter who made halloween and that's where i i learned his name and said oh there's directors that make these things and, you know they they kind of do the same style
2: i became aware of john carpenter because he always put his name on his movies yeah and so i'd go oh he's this i it was the first time i became aware of a director being a brand right you know which was a very deliberate but it's it, it's funny though when you get to like stuff like uh uh christine where it's like John oh, yeah. Carpenter's Christine, and you go, "Well, it's
5: Stephen, you King. know,
2: it's based on a novel." Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is it really? It's funny because I was at the Stanley Hotel today, and because uh, and I'd never been there, and dead, so by many the way, people.
5: John, so you wasted your time. Yeah, I know. Well, there's, yeah. the he's not the coming.
3: interesting thing
5: about the Stanley
3: Hotel is everybody thinks the Kubrick Shining was filmed there, and it wasn't.
5: Oh, really? No, it was somewhere Yeah, else, it was filmed in England. Yeah, yeah Kubrick never left England no, no, yeah, it's, it's in England yeah it's not in America
3: yeah they had to build sets in England so there's some second unit footage I think of Colorado mountains or, or whatever but they did film the Stephen King miniseries that nobody likes at you know directed by I think Mick Garris or whoever it was
2: it was Mick Garris yeah. that was actually filmed at this at
3: the Stanley Hotel so they have props from that that miniseries there but there's really nothing from the Kubrick film in there but they do play like old-time jazz when you're in the restaurant i guess to give it that that kubrick vibe
5: <laughs> Trying to drive people away <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> i don't know but, them. uh but to give it the environment or whatever but they have a maze in the front of the hotel now you know with a whatever hedge maze or whatever i, like I think they, I like they, only, they only made that in like the 90s so it's it's a total tourist trap they, sh-
2: they should have done the thing where uh they have the hedge monsters that come to life in terrible cg that's what i wanted like
3: <laughs> and uh the, uh, the in the gift shop they have coffee mugs that say uh, whatever that room is room two seventeen whatever the
0: 237,
3: hell 237. yeah yeah that yeah and uh, they also have coffee mugs that say red rum so if they, they're if they totally had, tied into the sh-
5: Have they got an old black guy there going what's up doc as well <laughs> to the kids. I was hoping
3: no oh. no they didn't have that yeah. they needed they
2: need like an old black guy you got the shine boy you know. <laughs> You got the Shining. You mean the Shining? <laughs> Quiet boy. You want to get sued? <laughs> yeah,
3: they have to alter it a little bit. But um, but yeah, Carpenter. I I was. I remember as a kid, I was mystified by John Carpenter's Christine. I'm like, oh, come on, that's like Stephen King's. You know, everybody. He's a best selling writer. Like, yeah. Knows. I
2: mean it, that that name's bigger than yours, John. <laughs>
3: John Carpenter's War and Peace. John
2: Carpenter. <laughs>
3: Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, you know, but yeah, the, uh, his, his ego was kind of all over, but he, he was very contrived. He he understood marketing and business, even though he'll act like he's ignorant of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he knew that putting his name on the movie, it, it grows the, your brand grows your, brand. right. Right. People it's notice like, even Spielberg didn't put his name over the title of movies. So it was pretty, pretty out there. He got, he got some. He did the in the eighties. He was doing the Steven Spielberg presents with movies. You know, you would have the with stuff he didn't direct. So it right, still make right, money. yeah, exactly. He would put his brand on stuff he didn't direct. And George Lucas tried to do that. Didn't really yeah, work, and out. then nobody cared. None <laughs> yeah. of the none of the Howard, Star
3: Wars nerds I knew in college would go to see the Radioland Murders. They didn't. They didn't want to see Howard the Duck. No, they didn't. Nobody cared. They were just. <laughs> what the hell is Universal releasing? I
2: blame Howard the Duck for furries. You think so? I, but there's a lot of kids who, not a lot, but some, and then they they spread. But there's a, I don't know. You might be able to blame Disney for furries, but um, but there's there's that duck nudity. There's that anthropomorphic duck nudity in the movie. At the beginning. There's the you see duck mm-hmm. boobies. Now I was right. going, there's probably some impressionable kids who saw that, and they were, they, were, they were ruined from there on out. Son of a bitch. I never thought of that. I'll be damned.
3: There we go. Figuring something out. There you go, Hunter.
2: i up, you, sir. So, yeah. See, I, make these, I draw these connections with the culture.
3: That's what we do. We tie it all together.
2: We tie it all together. That's right. And then we blame the Illuminati for all of it. So. What do you blame for furries, Wolfie? You're a wolf. Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got a very furry friendly logo for your podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. No comment.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's pro wrestling's fault. No, he'll oh, blame it, it all really on Chris is. Canyon's impression of uh,
3: DDT, <laughs> of Diamond Dallas Page. So.
1: It really is. That's, that's where Positively Wolfie came from. Was the yeah, positively it's posi- Canyon. Positively
3: Canyon. Who <laughs> could forget yeah. that? It's a highlight of WCW's and, uh, giant and,
1: days. and Wolfie T is a knockoff of a wrestler named Wolfie D. So oh. it, it, everything is wrestling.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Here's a
0: fun game to play Ask Brett any WrestleMania number, and he'll tell you. Who wrestled? Where it was, like what <laughs> venue in what city, and who's victorious in pretty much any match? No way,
1: really? No, not not every game. match. <laughs> Most.
2: I, w- I went to see W uh, W F or I don't know if it was W W E yet. Uh, I saw them in like two thousand uh, in Dallas. It might have been ninety nine or two thousand. And The Rock did a cage match. It was awesome.
1: Nice. I'm going, right. to, uh, I'm going to AEW's next pay-per-view here at the the Target Center. Super excited for that. John's they jealous because right? they don't stream their shit on HBO Max or anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't stream <laughs> anywhere.
3: They don't do any streaming. So it's like, I'd love to watch them, but they don't stream. They, they have some YouTube show, I guess, with the B-list of jobbers yeah. or whatever. All right. I, I got a I,
5: wrestle, I've never watched I it. i got a WrestleMania question. All right. Cut. How long was the actual fight between King Kong Bundy and SD Jones?
1: Like the actual time or the what? Well, the they time said that took?
5: the announcers were saying over the uh oh, over the year.
1: I think it was nine seconds, wasn't it?
5: I it was twelve, I think. Twelve.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It actually was like thirty. It was like twenty five. No, yeah, I know he's
5: sensational. <laughs> it was uh, threw him off, the, <laughs> off the ropes a few times and it was pinned, so
1: it's like they you know, they they had closed circuit TV or you had to be in the arena. Like nobody's rewinding that and getting the stopwatch out. You know, to see how long it actually took. you have. I a kind of miss time. that.
3: I miss the timekeepers, and I don't think they do that anymore. Like announcing the time, and they don't check. The ref doesn't check up for weapons or anything. You know, no. like these. Yeah, they used to do cool stuff like that. Like treat it like a real sport. All right, round
1: hey, table. Hey, AEW does the time limits again, but like they they rarely come into play. Like they had one one time limit draw like a month ago, and that was the first one in over a year. So. Hmm. I mean, they have it, but they just don't use it
5: right. who's the greatest wrestling commentator ever?
1: ooh gorilla monsoon,
5: yeah, I was gonna say from what I know, it was gorilla monsoon for sure, and Jerry. and a Lula. lot of people would
1: argue Jim Ross, but like he's he was good for like five years, and then he kind of like got sick of it, and yeah, uh, you know it it shows.
3: I'm a I'm a Gordon Sully guy, so Sully's kind of the dean of wrestling announcers for me. Yeah, and it depends on who you grew up on. It's like if you right. uh, if you grew up on AWA, you might like Gene Okerlund or uh, you know Ken Resnick or or one of those guys.
1: So. Ron Ron Trongard.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, Ron Trongard. Yes.
1: I like Ron Trongard. I I didn't. I was probably too young to see him, but they used to show it on ESPN Classic. Every time you didn't yeah. know a move, he would call it a front pile driver. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> and I I, and I liked, uh, what's his name on ECW? Uh, oh, uh, Joey, Joey Styles. Yeah, yeah. He, he came up with, like, fake, exaggerated names for
5: some of the moves. Yeah, he's good. What about Paul Hyman?
1: As a commentator, he's okay. Yeah he's he's pretty good he's he's really good as a manager
3: he's better as a booker i think okay
1: yeah yeah i heard he's not very good as a promoter though you
3: know no no he has no idea how to make money and had that had that company touring uh out of state and regions they didn't need to go to
1: well they're stuck with the bingo hall they're paying to be on tnn back in the 90s and then like tnn put them between rock and bowl and roller jam. And they're like, why aren't you guys getting ratings on ECW? <laughs> I actually liked roller jam
3: more than ECW at that point. Cause they were doing, except for Cyrus's, uh, you know, I'm part of the network or whatever. Like he was representing TNN. I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I was new to ECW. So I was super excited. Cause it was something different.
3: Right. I, I saw him in the sleazy bloody, uh, where they had a heavy metal DJ in Philly, like doing some of their interviews and, yeah, uh, the the early days, and you can see all that stuff on YouTube or wherever the WWE library is. But that stuff is is what I consider ECW—the crazy
5: shit. So, in America, would you if they re-released a lot of those old fights, would they censor them for a particular content? And the one I'm thinking of is when uh, that black guy put on <laughs> Cowboy Terry Funk's hat and got <laughs> the shit beaten out of him. Um, I don't they remember would.
3: They mainly um, change the music like they're yeah. real big on that because of royalties and uh i've heard there been they've been editing old wwe shows for content on uh, peacock's uh, streaming service oh really no that was and, uh,
5: uh, i think that was the very first time that terry funk was in the wwf back when it was and um he was just he got into the ring and some guy some black guy put his put his hat on and that was it he's got the shit beaten out of him <laughs> so when i'm Thinking, would they allow that sort of content to go through these days for, you know, a, a resale or a restream?
3: I don't know. I remember that a lot of times you would see guys in the crowd flipping off a wrestler who's coming around shaking hands and stuff. You'd see little, you'd see that on broadcast TV. So I don't, I don't know what they consider on.
5: Yeah, but you can't control uh, that. No. Cause that's the crowd. But this is something that was obviously right. you know planned in the in the ring. I th- they would I think probably still do it.
1: I think something like that they will let go. I know. Uh, when Peacock first took over the WWE Network in America, they made a big deal because they cut out Roddy Piper's match from WrestleMania 6 because he, he was wrestling Bad News Brown, who is uh, biracial, I'm, I'm and Roddy Piper yeah. painted half of his body black. <laughs> 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 and, they, and they thought that was too much. So I guess, I guess that match doesn't exist anymore.
3: Oh, yeah, they're not going to stream that again. Anything with Chris Benoit, they're not going to show. Oh no! Actually, yeah, he, actually,
1: they do. Been they completely... do have the. Chris do they? Benoit stuff really? I thought they him. Yeah, like ever, like on the new stuff, they won't talk about them, But in the library, you can still watch his matches. Okay, um, that was a, a reversal once they started the the streaming service, because when they were doing dvds they, they wouldn't put them on the dvds and stuff yeah because
3: what are you gonna do you're gonna remove all jimmy snooker matches because he murdered his girlfriend
1: <laughs> allegedly like he he was acquitted because he was too incompetent to stand trial so like they don't care well
3: he did the wild man act to the to the uh cops and, and everything and that's why
1: they didn't arrest him well they keep jimmy snooker on all this stuff now yeah even though like they they did the dark side of the ring where they talked about Vince McMahon paying off the cops uh, <laughs> oh my God. Go. <laughs> going in the meeting with a briefcase full of cash oh, yeah
3: I'm, I'm not gonna miss that company if it goes out of business it's the most anti-customer promotion ever or oh you know, yeah
1: for sure but but they had a, another dark side of the ring where they talk about rick flair on the the plane ride from hell and they canceled him they deleted him off all their stuff after that aired
5: interesting well what did he do
1: well, he, I guess he, he always uh, would get naked and put his robe on and then like flash his dick at everybody. Oh, like, cancel him uh, over that shit. Well, one of the uh, flight attendants said that he cornered her like in the galley and was trying to get her to touch his dick. And everybody else said that didn't happen. Um, and <laughs> Flair denied it, but like he's not under contract with WWE anymore. So they just cut him out of everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Did he I'm yell getting- woo when he was doing it,
1: though? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
5: Uh, yeah, he did. That's thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe if she touched it, he would have done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Like, like John said, WWE is so anti customer. Like Vince McMahon has been out of touch for like 15 years or more. He has no idea what anybody wants. And then, like, they bring in these new guys who are like super popular outside WWE. And then they, like, Triple H brings them into NXT and they get, you know, super over there. And then they go to the main roster, and Vince is like, what the fuck do I do with this guy? Let's fucking uh, bury him. He's not winning any matches.
3: You know, it's jobbing out to The Fiend or whatever. Who the hell wrestles are these days.
1: The Fiend is one of the guys he didn't get. They fired him, too. Oh, really? I
3: thought he was over. Oh, how weird. <laughs> oh, he
1: was super over. They didn't know what to do with him.
3: <sighs> Vince is clueless. Like,
1: like, just just let the guy write his own shit. Like, how hard could it be? Like, People like him. And Vince is like... Well, we'll have him lose in you know two minutes on WrestleMania, and, <sighs> and that's it.
3: Eh, you know, after they, the way they treated Diamond Dallas Page, they, they had him jobbing out to The Undertaker, a totally one-sided feud. And he actually, I think, bought out his own WCW contract. He, like, he paid money back to get into the WWE, and they they just dro- jobbed him out, treated him like shit.
1: Yeah, they brought him in as a stalker of Undertaker's yeah. life, which was totally <laughs> out of character.
3: <laughs> it's like we all... <laughs> like we, we all know he's been married to hot women like why are you doing this yeah
1: positively page you wrote a book about how positive he is and he's out there videotaping uh, undertaker's life from the bushes yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the nicest guy you could ever know like all of a sudden he's just a stalker
3: and he's a terrible heel it's like you make the guy a face he's always been the face you know
1: he was the people's champ before The Rock was the people's champ.
3: Yeah, I marked out for the time he uh, turned to the NWO guys and, and <laughs> diamond cut, did the Diamond Cutter on all of them and ran through the crowd. It was great. I was like, wow, star-making moment. And, that's a guy I never cared.
5: And he was in the, a couple of Rob Zombie films as well, I think.
3: Yeah, that's right. He got uh, oh. he got uh, Rob Zombie into yoga.
1: <laughs> he got everybody into yoga.
3: Yeah, he did. His, yoga's, his yoga program is good. Did you did
1: you see the documentary they made of uh, him Jake saving snake. Jake the
5: Snake?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's actually really good. Oh, better yeah, than anything you'll good. see on a wrestling
5: promotion. Is that Resurrection days. or the first one? Yeah,
3: Resurrection, Jake oh, yeah. the Snake.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. and then
1: Scott Hall's in there too.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Hall's really
3: cool, and uh, you know, one of those guys who probably should have been better if he'd stayed away from the bottle, but he would have been a good booker as well.
1: Well, it's funny like on these old uh, shoot interviews with scott hall he's like you know i told vince i don't give a shit about the belt just pay me more than wcw and i'll stay here and vince wouldn't do it so he goes to wcw gets guaranteed money he's like you guys can job me out every night i don't give a fuck yeah he didn't care he's <laughs> like a, because i'll lose the Rey
3: mysterio i don't care i'll just be the highest <laughs> <jobbers>. Guaranteed money
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like i got off of steroids because it didn't give it didn't matter how i looked you know <laughs>
3: I remember he used to do the best reactions when he'd job out the people. Like Ben Wild would start chopping him and he'd always have these great expressions when he was getting hit. You know?
1: So good. He was my favorite <laughs> back in the day, back in the NWO days.
3: Yeah, he's hilarious. He was he's really, really, really friggin' funny.
2: Wolfie, I have a question. What is the best wrestling video game?
1: Oof. Probably no mercy.
2: For which 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 uh, platform?
1: For the N sixty four.
2: And so, oh okay. Haven't topped it since those days. That's not good.
1: I think SmackDown here comes the is probably the closest, but that was only like a couple years after that. Nice the, the PS2.
2: Uh I heard that one of those N64 ones you could play as Fred Durst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the early PlayStation ones. One I think
2: the- uh, but I I had heard that like I think on one of the N64 ones, he's in the code, like he's there, but they just, he didn't, they ended up not putting him in there. But
1: <laughs> well, that, that might be no mercy because they, they probably had uh, an issue because they didn't put The Undertaker's uh, theme music on there. Mm. Although I don't know if he was using Limp Biscuit by that point. He might have still been using Kid Rock.
2: Oh, but you could play as Fred, like with the white, the, the red uh, backwards hat you know I just want one where I can play as Donald Trump
1: you <laughs> he's know the hall famer. he's yeah, in the Hall
5: he of is.
2: that's yeah. the thing we need we need Donald Trump in a wrestling video game
5: is he going to have somebody with a CNN head
2: because then he'll do one of his uh, <laughs> his rallies he'll go did you see I'm in a video game it's a very good video game we're the best I'm be told
1: <laughs> <laughs> you play as me you can't be beat you can't be possible
2: i'll do a pile driver on vince mcmahon
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can see me shave his head again i've done it before
2: (laughs) i've done it before it was no big deal (laughs) yeah
1: that's another thing they cut off a peacock Uh, after vince mcmahon had his head shaved he started wearing a do-rag and Acting real ghetto. And uh, <laughs> I didn't see any of this. He, he called somebody the N word. I, I think he called uh, John Cena the N word. It's like, what's up, my N word? And then, like, they panned to Booker T with that look on his face. Like, tell me you didn't just say that. <laughs> and wrestling's
2: wild. I need to watch it more.
3: Well, they, they, there's an infamous incident where Booker T called Hulk Hogan an N word in an interview.
1: That promo. one's on there because Booker T is black. <laughs> right? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I I wish I had seen that live. It was one of, one of their pay per views. I think. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that's so funny because he like he catches himself after it comes out.
4: Yeah,
3: and yeah. That,
1: and then like Stevie Ray, his brother takes over and just like no sells it. You know, no sells it. And like right. Booker T's like putting his hands over his face, and cherry, <laughs> Sensational Sherry's there. He's like, just, just put your hands down, just act like it didn't happen. It's,
3: it's not as good as Iron Sheik calling Gene Okerlund intelligent Jew uh, interviewer, <laughs> and uh, Gene Okerlund holding back the laughter.
2: <laughs> so let's go ahead and rate the Fog. We got another movie okay. we got to talk about. All right, Wolfie, what do you give the Fog out of ten?
1: I'll give it a seven.
2: Seven. Solid. Uh, Mulder, what about you? don't want to be boring,
0: but i got to go with seven as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, John?
3: Uh, I give it a six and a half. I think it's the uh, best Dean Cundey movie directed by John Carpenter.
4: Because
3: mm. I think everything you like about it is actually a Dean Cundey, you know photography thing. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, uh,
0: sorry to interrupt, but uh, did we mention the score? Another solid
5: Carpenter no, score? Did. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. solid. Very solid. I would say the score is just as good as the one from Halloween. It is. Uh, it's not as iconic, but it's but it's
2: got the 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 atmospherics down. It's very good. Um,
5: uh, Stu, what about you? Um, I'm going to give this an eight. I reckon it's fantastic. Eight. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. I like how you you were just about to ask me, but then you cut yourself short. I thought, nah, other I'll keep him to last. He's either going to rage out. Well, he's just yep. going to give a normal score. You never know. So Yeah,
2: yeah you never know. He's a wild card, you know.
5: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I would give it a seven. I'm, I'm boring, but that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a solid uh, Carpenter flick. Um, the next uh, Jamie Lee Curtis horror film we're doing that came out the same year, 1980, is Prom Night, directed by Paul Lynch, written mm-hmm. by William Gray. Uh, starring, it's actually a Naked Gun movie. I don't know if you guys know this.
5: <laughs> Would that kept, be because kept, it's I, got um, oh uh, Leslie
2: Nielsen? Leslie Nielsen. Mm. Yeah, that scene where he's like they're they're having the prom and Leslie Nielsen's out on the dance floor. I'm sorry, but it's it's you know I'm like wait, is this airplane? What's happening? <laughs> but Hunter, he was the guy from Forbidden Planet. I know I, know, I know, but oh, Leslie. Same Nielsen, adventure. Uh, yeah, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this no. this came out sixteen days after airplane in theaters. Oh, interesting. Both of them have a disco dancing scene. You know. <laughs> that they do. <laughs> every movie but, had to have disco dancing, unless it yeah. was a cowboy. And every disco song in this movie has the exact same uh
5: baseline. And it's glorious.
2: Yeah, Shut it's it it, it it never gets old. So, uh, this movie's about some kids who are playing a game in an abandoned school and they kill this little girl by accident. And then they all uh, swear to uh, secrecy to never reveal uh, that, like, they're, go- they're like, oh, just make them think that she died some other way. Like, we're not going to mention it to anybody. And then, flash forward, they're all in high school and someone's calling, saying, ma- making obscene phone calls saying he's going to kill all of them. And uh, it's prom night, and a slasher is going to kill them all off. And it's pretty obvious who the killer
5: is, I think, from the get-go. <laughs> I yeah. disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I, I thought it was
2: – I was like, no, that's uh, the killer uh, yeah, right no, there. <laughs> yeah, don't say no
5: names. But I, I actually got thrown a bit of a curveball, and I've seen these before, but not for many, many years. And I was sitting there thinking – Yeah, it's been a not, long time for me. I know who the killer is, so I'm waiting for that reveal at the end. I go And I watch the last night, and I go, shit, oh, I forgot it was uh, that person. Yeah.
2: I, I I figured it out like from the first scene. You know,
5: that that's was because like, oh. you're the
2: arrow shelf. Like, you just <laughs> yeah, know it all. Right. That's right. That's right. If you well, had they, had they,
1: the- they did they did say they had the uh the known sex offender who was arrested for the, the initial murder. Mm-hmm. So and then then he got burned alive or some shit. I forget.
2: Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that that character is was known in the Scooby-Doo, uh, the, like kids Scooby-Doo cartoons as Red Herring. You know?
1: Yes, right, exactly.
2: I'm going to say they even thing. have like they even have like the Dr. Loomis character who's psychoanalyzing him with the
5: cops. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this film, I, I messaged my brother last night while I was watching, I said this film. For the film Wacko that I have spoken about countless times, <laughs> that I love, I said to my brother, "This is the main story of Wacko, with bits and pieces of other films you know, peppered in." But I said, "Holy shit! Prom night is the impetus for what Wacko's story is. It's unbelievable." So, um, when did Wacko come out? Well, that's contentious. They say eighty-two, they say eighty-three, and I've seen eighty-four, but uh, I, I, th- I think it was eighty-three. From what I asked, uh, filmmaker Gaud- uh, Graydon Clark, who made it, he said it was eighty three. I think he said in his book as well, which I've got, that it was uh, very early eighty three, shot in mid or late eighty two, from memory, but uh, yeah, well after prom night. So John, you hate horror movies. Why
2: did you? I don't think you like slasher movies. What do you like? This movie? No. Cause,
3: but not, cause, not because it's a slasher movie Because it's Canadian
4: And I oh. think it's an
3: established scientific fact Canadians cannot make the movies And, uh, and I'm starting to re- Revise my opinion on David Cronenberg But I'm
2: convinced Canadians have no clue How to make films Revised in that you like him or dislike him
3: I, I, I honestly I think I liked his stuff when I was a kid Because it was like intelligent horror But I didn't have a good radar for pretentiousness
2: yeah, I, I got to say, John, when I was in college, I loved David Cronenberg. I thought he was a genius. Yeah. Now I can't stand him.
3: Yeah, I, 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 he's unbearable these days. Like, and, I think uh,
2: I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like faux intellectual crap. I don't know. Right. He yeah, has, he has some movies. Are fine. Well, but when I was whatever. a kid
3: reading Fangoria, I wasn't like hating NPR or anything. You know, <laughs> like, years later, I hear Cronenberg give these, you know, these these uh, interviews where they kiss his ass on NPR and act like his movies mean a lot more than they really do and I'm like oh come on he made a movie called Eastern Promises that has like a nude fight scene and you're acting like there's a sexual aspect to it or something no it's, it's- just
2: cool to see two naked guys fight with a knife because you're yeah, like oh just- my gosh because it, it, as a dude you're like Aah. yeah yeah exactly oh my god he's
3: gonna slice his balls he's <laughs> yeah. gonna slice a frag of beans I- Jesus. I'm, gonna,
5: oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take that little snippet that you just said it's cool to see two naked guys have a fight <laughs>
3: <laughs> and put it way out of context it's going to be on the soundboard. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> well, I mean, followed up by a dice remark. Are
0: you together? <laughs> 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 Neil and Bob.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, man. But yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's really incompetent. And it's the funny thing is, it's set in Ohio or like in a small town in Ohio or a suburb of Cleveland. But it's so inept because it's obviously Toronto, and they're trying to duplicate what they, how they think Americans act or American police operate and stuff. And it's just clueless. It's, and I mean, honestly, they probably didn't know. It's not like they do a lot of research. They know they're making their movie for quick buck, mm-hmm. you know, at drive-ins and everything. And this was a very financially successful slasher movie because it was one of the first Halloween knockoffs, like right out of the gate. It was yeah. being made the same but, time as Friday the 13th. Do you know but. the
5: the interesting thing about this film, though, is it had, had a budget of $1.5 but The Fog yeah. only had $1 million. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's because Paul Lynch is Canadian, and he's inept, and he, <laughs> he can't make a
3: good look at the movie. Well, it
0: was $1.5 Canadian.
3: Yeah, it's okay. true. You get
0: that exchange
2: rate. Okay. Oh, That's right.
3: Yeah. It might have been a million, then.
2: So, Mulder, do you hate Canadians like John? <laughs> <laughs> No, but
0: uh I do fucking hate the fact that everything set in Minnesota is filmed in Vancouver nowadays.
2: Oh, that's 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 enraging. It's very annoying. that's a reason I hate Canada. It's okay.
0: And it, I mean I also it's mostly due to our legislators. You know, in the nineties everything was being filmed here. And then oh, the odds hit nothing. And they tried this uh they called it snow bait, you know, tax rebate for film companies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It didn't get much traction. There's a couple of things filmed here, but it's usually second unit stuff. Um, not much is really actually filmed. Yeah,
2: when I worked in in film in Tennessee, like we had our little tax rebates, but we couldn't compete with Louisiana. Like you know, they their rebates were so ridiculous that there there was just no contest. And I remember there was a show called Memphis Beat with Jason Lee about a cop who moonlights as Elvis impersonator. I've seen and we that, lost yeah. we 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 lost it to New Orleans and I went uh, oh my gosh like really But New Orleans doesn't look like Memphis. I know. And when you watch the show, dude, and when you watch the show, eventually they give up and they just have Jason Lee's character going down to New Orleans to solve like some long like they they have this plot arc where he has to be down there cuz they just they did an arc on that show. Yes, God. yes but that show didn't last too long, but they just came and did second unit in Memphis. And that was it. Jeez. Just call I it new speed. To, How tough is that? Come yeah, on. Cause they wanted the Elvis thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, I tried to take it upon myself when I was in high school. Uh, we were visited by governor Jesse Ventura for his radio show lunch with the governor and I asked him <laughs> the hard hitting question. Uh, Cause he had campaigned a little bit about, uh, Like saying things like, Yeah, we're gonna get Arnold up here, he's gonna film some more movies. You know, it's been only about five years since Jingle All the Way. We're gonna get the band back together. And then so you know, I asked him, you know, what do you get Arnold up here to, you know, generate some money, make some movies? Oh, they're all going up to Canada now because of the exchange rate. And And then and then he started
2: screaming about the harp (laughs) system. He was like, Haven't you heard of the harp system?
3: (laughs) Painted in thermite, but
2: uh thermite paint. uh,
3: He he didn't say that Arnold was promising to do King Conan in Minnesota.
4: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I that once I get there. once I get that script rewritten a little bit, polished a little bit.
1: Should, <laughs> should have promised Jingle all the way, too. Yeah,
3: yeah. exactly. That would, yeah. that would have gotten more traction.
0: Before they actually did it.
1: <laughs> Before WWE <laughs> produced one. Yeah. The did Daniel they do guy. that? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I've never seen it. It was like a straight-to-DVD. Couple of years ago, who, who was that
3: at Ted DiBiase's son who was trying to get? No, that. it was
1: Larry, Larry the cable guy. Was, the, of course, the
3: lead. oh, man. he favored a tweet of mine a couple of days ago, so I got, I got nothing negative <laughs> to say right. about no, it.
2: Now, no, he, he, we like Larry the cable guy now. <laughs> All you got to do is engage with us on Twitter if you're a celebrity, we yeah, 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 yeah. We're <laughs> like, easy. Uh,
5: oh, Andrew WK still follows us,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey,
3: For some we're.
5: The We're all about parties.
3: What can you say? Yeah, he is.
1: I gotta say, yes. Jesse, Jesse Ventura got the WWF to come back here after all the wrestlers started dying. Did Ooh. he? Well, I guess Brian Pillman was the only that only one that died here by that point. But it was like two years between shows. <laughs>
3: Jeez. <laughs> wow, did that, really have to get some
1: Eddie Guerrero came and died here uh, in 2005, and I, I think they they took a few years off after that too
0: weird was it uh brett hart's dad that died who am i thinking of
1: oh owen hart he died in kansas city okay i was wondering where he died they they dropped him from the ceiling with their cheap fucking <laughs> replacement hook killed him
0: yeah you <laughs> hit a turnbuckle right
1: yeah he was repelling from the ceiling and his fucking mm-hmm. harness released when he was like 90 feet above the ring and he hit the turnbuckle
5: Ugh. I guess once Prince dies in your city, there's no point going to die there because you won't get any uh, sort of coverage. It's true.
1: Yeah. What about, what
2: about. Uh, well, well, Scott
1: Lyland died here after Prince, didn't he?
5: No. Like
2: I said, Did he die he, there. No Was
1: it before or after Prince? I can't remember. He definitely died here. But...
2: Yeah. He died before Prince. He died a few years before. Prince. <laughs> I can't I'll remember. Think. You guys still have soul asylum in the replacements, right? So I guess you sure. still got that going. Don't forget any Marcy's playground.
1: I th- oh I yeah. Marcy playground.
2: <laughs> Their career died.
0: Is Morris Day still alive? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. He uh he had a concert at the uh, Minnesota Zoo. <laughs> it's not. I know it sounds bad, but he really did. And it was I think summer 2019, and tickets were like minimum 150. Was Jerome? Is Jerome still with him? Not sure about that.
2: Mm. But it's Morris Day. And the
0: t- Bill is Morris Day in the time. Come on down. I'll age a show.
1: Once in a while they promote the Timberwolves.
5: Promoted by David Duke.
1: <laughs> that concert.
5: <laughs> sounds like- oh man, that's not a good look. <laughs> Seriously. Playing at a zoo. It's no but then again, it's no bad as Kiss playing on a boat surrounded by sharks in Australia, so <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm. I saw a lot of videos of people going, Wish the fucking sharks had gotten Gene and on the other guys. So was it the cheetah chris and fake fraley just eat them all kill them
3: all they would have gone out real rock and roll if that happened they would be remembered as kind of a joke
5: so well they're still gonna be remembered as kind of a joke
3: <laughs> you know, yeah well you know yeah. money yeah, grubbing know. money grubbing money grubbing the most money grubbing band of all time
5: yeah <laughs> for sure
1: the, ball, do man. you remember when the kiss demon wrestled in wcw
3: yeah that was mm-hmm.
1: a disaster <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad how did he not get <laughs> sued because Kiss uh, fucking endorsed it, they came. And- yeah, yeah, they oh, actually paid. K- they paid
3: <laughs> Kiss to endorse the group, but, and they performed live on uh, WCW like Nitro, but they lip-synced.
5: Did they and try to boy. sue Sting?
3: So it's kind of like seeing their final tour. I yeah, think. it is.
5: I was gonna say, boy, is that a prophecy or what was to come?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did they try to sue Sting? Because a lot, I feel, I feel, you know, they like sued King Diamond. They've sued like.
3: Now, Sting was a ripoff of the Crow. Yeah, so if anybody was, was going to sue Sting or WCW, it was James O'Barr. But yeah, or as as I know it didn't happen. Or <laughs> but but this.
2: then James O'Barr would have felt like he was profiting off the death of Brandon Lee, and he would have right. He would have broken down. I was I was King Diamond for Halloween
5: one year, John. <laughs> yeah, that's right. King Diamond dude.
2: <laughs> but um,
3: well, I met James O'Barr, and he actually carried, like I think I've mentioned it before. He he absolutely feels
2: a lot of guilt
3: over Brandon's death. He said, "I wish I never created the crow." It's not his fault. It's, a yeah, it's not. Comic it, book. It, but yeah, know, I mean, but this is him.
2: this is the guy who drew the crow, though. Do you think this is a guy who's well adjusted? You know?
3: Yeah, exactly. Though <laughs> so he was obviously get it on, going to get it on with a young groupie who was barnacle to him uh that night
5: so also oh, he runs around with his uh crow comics like that what's that back guy <laughs> don't <I> just <laughs> hey hey you know i'm famous i wrote yeah. the crow
3: no he doesn't have to he's at these conventions and these goth girls seek him out and I, he doesn't dress like that or anything he's like he looks like an old like construction worker or something like a guy operating the nail
2: gun yeah.
3: <laughs> does it does it try to look like robert smith or anything
2: well, especially Robert Smith now, who boy.
3: Yeah. He looks like
4: he looks like a, tiny, yeah,
3: he, he looks like a healthy day. construction worker or something, you know. Just yeah. got the long hair, wears denim, you know, baseball cap you ask him about I, Brandon, Brandon. Really
2: he should he should feel more guilt over the fact that Crow City of Angels and Crow Wicked Prayer exist because of him. He
3: should Well, he never had to work again and he never really had to draw much again because yeah. of the money he made off those film franchises
5: good for I him she'd feel yeah. guilty about iggy pop as the pedophile in one of the crow films I can't no that was it. city of angels yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. terrible film he terrible. got paid and
2: probably never watched the movie he's probably, probably at least screwed my concept
1: if, if it makes you feel better sting is still wrestling with the crow face paint
2: oh no <laughs> i'm very pleased to hear that
1: He's fucking 62 years old still out there <coughs> <laughs> Putting put put in the face paint on. Get oh, the geez. So he's
5: just like Kiss, is what you're saying.
1: Pretty much. The yeah. greatest
5: thing is when Kiss got sued by Alice Cooper, it's like finally someone stood up to him. Yeah, <laughs> so, now Ace Freely is opening for them, for uh, Alice. So. oh, He'll open for anyone. Hey, Where's yeah. the money, Curly? Huh? Hey. Did you oh. do the Megaforce theme? Yeah, I <laughs> hope so.
3: <laughs> yeah, calling to you.
5: Eddie so anyway, he's uh, Dickie out,
3: yes. <laughs> so well, anyway. So- Speaking of suing, the disco soundtrack to this was because they used <laughs> disco songs during the film that mm. they didn't get the license to, and of course it, it oh. would have be been beyond the film's budget for the royalties. So they just did sound alike songs. And apparently did got derivatives.
5: On, I was listening yeah. to them and I thought, "Ooh, that sounds a lot like." uh I forgot the name of the song at the moment, but uh, yeah, talk. May you talk about?
0: Uh,
2: Prom night. By,
5: uh, yeah, Paul I was Zaza about to.
0: I was.
2: <laughs> I was actually about to say we are talking about a movie called. I'm prom night. Not talking about
3: it, I was made for loving you, but
2: uh, it, there's this <laughs> movie, it, 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 which is a disco song, so it does relate to prom night. Uh, right, disco, right, disco soundtrack.
0: Another
5: reason
2: yeah. for a tangent,
5: right? <laughs> it's not Yeah, enough, it's another tangent.
0: Yeah. Enough tangents, guys. Uh, back to the movie, John. How many times
5: have you bought the Bruce Lee movies? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, don't even
3: ask. I mean, I, I stop counting. Okay, that's so.
5: wrong. Okay, you know what? You want to answer me, Johanna. I understand that. Okay, but to our guest, that's just flat out rude. Not just a guest, a
0: genuine fan of the show. Been listening <laughs> yeah. since late 2011, early 2012 ish. Do you, yeah, do you, you want came. to
3: count? <laughs> do you want to count dubs of Japanese releases from Laserdisc and, <laughs> and Hong Kong Laserdisc releases? <laughs> st-
0: st- I count Diss- every time you
2: spent. A red penny, okay. So, Stuart, this would be like us going on uh, Land of the Creeps and going. So, Greg, how many times you bought Halloween? Yeah, but the thing is, Greg-, <laughs>
5: Greg would actually tell us he wouldn't be like, "Don't ask that question, man." man he'd he'd man. be like, "Oh, oh man, you oh, know I got oh, this." One. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Before you answer that, before we go anywhere, I should say, I was on Greg's channel. He actually has a video of that from about four years ago of him with all his Halloween releases. I couldn't. Do that.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and if you wanted to confound someone you could ask how many times has evil dead been released on home video Mm. on dvd alone not as many as scarface you're right i'll bet uh, i don't know man evil Evil dead it seems like it it seems like it gets one like every year it seems like somebody re-releases it
3: the young generation gets into it. Young kids get into those movies
5: and they just repackage it, and resell yeah, it. To that. Yeah. The, to the rumors of the boomers. Real quick before we jump into prom night, I was watching, like I said, I was watching a bunch of Greg's videos. They're really a fun watch. He's, um, Greg's, if you don't know him, Greg Waters, he's really happy. He's really, uh, he, lo- yeah, I don't really think, positive no- guy. Yeah. Nobody loves his horror as much as Greg. I, I defy anybody find who, who loves their horror as much as Greg. Anyway. One of the videos, he's got like an unboxing one and he's, uh, I can't remember if it was his birthday or for his first wedding anniversary to his, his new wife. And he's got this big box. He goes, Oh man, I can't, I don't know what's in this box, fans. Oh, oh it's so big. Anyway, he starts unripping the box uh, un- ripping the box, and there's a bunch of small things in there. Then there's another box with all his styrofoam. He's, you know, there's big, uh, big white foam pieces that they have. You pack and he goes, fans, if this ain't popcorn, don't eat these things, they'll kill you. <laughs> um, so he opens this box. <laughs> he opens this box up. It's finally got the big present in it. And you see him, no, dude, no way. And he finally pulls out. It's actually a, a two foot replica of the Myers house from Halloween.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe it. Oh man, I got the best wife in the world.
5: My fans, look at this. <laughs> I mean, it was really well done. This house being a replica of the Myers house. It was like, and it's a typical Greg item that he have in his house. Oh man, so <laughs> funny. We don't need to find out how many. Well, actually, we could update that video of Greg with his Halloween releases because there's obviously new ones come out and have just come out now with the 4Ks. But yeah, it would be a fun watch or fun episode yeah. to do, I should say. But prom night uh, yeah. Prom
2: night, yes. Uh <laughs> so did you did any of you guys feel like the uh the slasher scenes in this were kind of kind of weird? Yep. Something something land weird. Did they kind of land a little strange to you? Yep. Uh w- Wolfie, what do you what did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought I thought the killer was uh kind of a shitty killer, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 he's yeah. fucking up left. How did he survive that van crash by the way? Was he not in the van when No, he wasn't left? in the van, I
3: think. <laughs> yeah, he jumped off cuz you know, the clumsy killer from remember in Scream, Scream, Scream does that. Killer was Yeah, in yeah. the first Scream. This reminds Yeah, me yeah, and it's like lot. I
1: wonder
2: if they got that for prom night.
1: Um, yeah. I like but, the sparkly mask.
2: Yeah, he's got the sparkly, sparkly. ski mask. there's this but like i think the first he kills that first girl with the one with the kind of the pouty lips uh that you know she rejects the dude and he leaves and then she gets killed you know and they cut to like this the chat in that
3: scene was played by jeff wincott oh yeah yeah the martial artist so do you not know who jeff wincott is
2: He's a martial arts. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Well, he also he's the brother of, of Michael. Michael. Yeah. And he's the brother of Michael Wincott. Oh, I villain, didn't know that. The villain in <laughs> <and> the crow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, they like cut to this footage of his feet in black and white. It just it's it was a very strange slasher scene. It but, was
4: uh, an
3: from, a, from another scene. It was like a second unit shot from another scene where yeah. he's chasing Anne-Marie Martin.
2: Yeah, I noticed that later in the film. I was going, wait a second. I think they lifted from that other. It just it was very strange.
5: Uh, well, I'll tell you another but- one that's strange as well is when he kills um, the girl in the van. And I wrote down here, hey, at least Eddie Trunk finally got some action because the guy looked <laughs> like Eddie Trunk.
2: Dude, that, that guy, that guy is way cooler than Eddie Trunk because he's like this fat slob, and he just moves in on girls no problem he's a earned that nickname. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah slick. <laughs> slick like he's pulling up on on girls and they're going with him and he's getting laid that night. I'm like, he's he's <laughs> the fat acceptance king,
1: man. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: I know. I, th- I thought the, it
1: uh... was a, I thought it was a young Ron Jeremy.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't acknowledge him anymore. No. Huh? Yeah, we, we, we don't <laughs> want to true. talk about that. Don't go
1: there. Us. <laughs> I didn't realize how short that guy was till they got him out of the van. Like like he's yeah. he a normal size dude, he's like 4 foot 5.
2: That guy seems like he's from like these like 80s sex comedies that Walter loves, you know, that? Like, oh yeah, like, yeah. My, like, uh, and he's in it. King and I'm Fred. looking at Yeah, and I'm yeah, he I'm looking at his uh credits and he's in like Spring Fever. <laughs> you know, like he seems like the fat dude in like uh you know what was it like last american virgin or something
5: like that is he the guy the fat kid in uh friday the 13th part five with the chocolate no
2: pie? no, that, no. that's that's one of my <laughs> favorite fat kids because he's just three. eating somebody just gets mad at him because he's eating
1: I, I was gonna say he was like the cooler brother of shelly from friday the 13th part three <laughs> yes God. yes yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> shelly was like the loser version of this guy this guy this guy's like the chad Dude, just moving in and got a van. He's got a van. He just ate that uh, honk if you love kiss sticker on the back window. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There was a kiss poster in this movie. Did you notice it? Yeah, I didn't.
1: Yeah, there no, was, in the cafeteria. There's oh, a kiss poster that.
2: in the cafeteria. Yeah. Shut when the up. fight the fight breaks out in the cafeteria, there's this big kiss poster in the school cafeteria. I was going, what's that doing here?
3: Because Canadians think American high schools allow rock band posters. And, the
2: and they they it.
5: allow kids to just smoke openly in the
2: school. <laughs> yeah. yeah they think, they think,
5: so. Now, I've got a problem with that Lou guy uh, I've written down here. You're you Lou? Yeah. Tony Danza slash Pat Travers alike. Guy. I thought he looked like Glenn Danzig or something. They're trying <laughs> to make him look blood. like Travolta. It, oh, they were and going for Travolta Garrett. and
3: Carrie. They were yeah. going for that that vibe. He was because they're going to screw up the prom like he looked, like he, looked did. In
0: Brad. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. I forget uh, the guy's name, but uh, that's the uh, horse cop from Half Baked. This horse is a diabetic. <laughs> that's what all he did after this. Oh. Yep.
3: Wow. He showed up again in another movie.
2: So <laughs> sure, Lou. Lou. that beheading was pretty rad, though.
5: Yeah, Love that. <laughs> yeah. that was pretty cool. That well,
1: was probably the get- best part.
5: Yeah, well, it was. I was just getting back to the death of the girl in the van, though. Is when she, her, she's on her back and her head's towards the back of the van, and the the guy stabs her. But when the killer stabs her, he does it once. He plunges the knife once. He sort of jumps up in the air like he's doing a great yeah. dance. And then stabs her again. What was the point?
2: Yeah. I don't know. That was another That was another very strange stabbing scene. Like this movie's kill scenes are very weird. The only one that's like, okay, this is from a slasher movie
5: is when Lou gets his head cut off,
3: you know? Mm. Canadians think you kill people like that. They think Americans kill each other like and
5: that. And the head rolls out exactly to where the base of the actual severed head is and it sits perfectly on the, on the runway there. Perfect. It was like Mrs. Voorhees' head or so later on. (laughs) I liked how he
1: also electrocuted himself while doing the decapitation. Yeah,
5: Yeah. that was great. (laughs) Get the music playing, you know. But uh, what I was getting at earlier was uh, the woman in this film, her name is Edmonda. Eddie Benton, she's known as. Oh, she's credited as. She plays the one who plays Wendy, the the main bitch, who gets that uh, Lou guy to go off and she she's the one who has the big. There's a big chase with her. Yeah, right. yeah, that's her. She's married to Michael Crichton. She was for a number of years. Oh, really? Yes. Co- I said. Co- 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 oh, she,
2: she was in Runaway. <laughs> Interesting.
5: Was she in Runaway? Was she? Oh, she has, has a yeah, she, she was a
2: co-star of Sledgehammer, which was
5: oh, okay. Oh, there you she go. was
3: DeRoe on Sledgehammer. Yeah, that's how that's how I knew her. Grew up watching her on Sledgehammer.
5: So, but um. She was only twenty three in this film, but man, she looked older. She um looked like she was hitting thirty. Nice looker. Huh? Don't get me wrong, but Yeah, I thought she was looking good. No, yeah, no, that's the one in here.
3: Oh she yeah, still she looks works. the same. Does she, she really? Twenty years ago she did the sledgehammer interview. She still looked the same. It was scary. Wow. Like she had not aged at all. Wow. So maybe there's an advantage to looking a little older when you're young. And then you kind of age into your looks, John. like Steve Martin or John. somebody Ma- like that, Ma- or
5: Cooper. John. yeah, maybe it's an advantage to being Canadian, huh? <laughs> Do you think <laughs> that could be? She is Canadian, <laughs> yeah,
3: she, is. she actually worked on American TV, from night, But yeah, she she actually is Canadian.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: She got mm-hmm. millions off Michael Crichton when she divorced him. So of course, God knows what health treatments that paid for. She also co-wrote Twister with. She him. could be getting her blood switched out. Yeah, she, she made a fortune.
5: Like uh, George Soros. I think that
3: that was the most expensive Hollywood divorce of all time. At the time. You know,
5: when oh, it, uh, not now. God, now Dr. Dre's fucked for like, what is it? Yeah. A couple million bucks a month or some shit like that. Three million bucks a why, month. Why do you think he
1: had an aneurysm? <laughs> Jesus
5: Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's doing the Super Bowl anthem. Yeah, yeah she, uh, every actor
3: in this movie. Really?
1: Yeah, Dr. Dre, yeah, Snoop Dogg, yeah. and Eminem are doing that the halftime at the that. Super Bowl.
0: And Mary J. Blige again. <laughs> are they gonna shoot each other at the end of it?
1: Because it's uh, it's in Los Angeles, but I don't know what song they're gonna play. Like, or are they just gonna play the beat and then just like be there?
3: I hope they play. It's gonna be a drive-by. But <laughs> <They'll> just do.
1: <laughs> they can play "Bitches Ain't Shit" or something like that.
5: They'll play the dozens or something.
1: Can you control <laughs> your hoe?
5: Get that guy. Uh, Was it the baby? On there. Ignore oh yeah, one of his rants in front of the crowd. I mean, well, what do you the, say? Uh, Put your layers up. if you him.
1: never sucked a deck? Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Chappelle spends about ten minutes defending him in his newest special. Yeah. yeah, really.
3: Not making me want to to watch it. I just like to watch the controversy.
5: No, it's yeah. actually good. I watched it. It's a good special. It's is it? A, yeah. Okay. It's pissed. It's best, a lot but of I really like it. Yeah, it's great. I'm surprised, actually, it's still on Netflix. I'm stunned; it's still up there. After all, it's getting ads. free publicity. It's it's total
3: free publicity. You can't, you know, you can't buy that type of attention.
1: You Come mean on. even after the showrunner of Dear White People quit the Netflix, they, yeah. they still didn't take who's it a, who's down. Who's a
0: white trans person? <laughs> did, you see, did you see the picture of her? <laughs> <laughs> She's white.
3: Yeah. Is the oh yeah. White? <laughs> yeah. I saw that. It was quite frightening. Uh, Garrow said, "It looks like something I got out of my nightmares."
2: Speaking of Garrow, did you see him in this movie? No. Uh, yeah, Garrow played, played the, uh, the the janitor at the school. <laughs> like Garrow's hair is curly. He grows like an afro. He's like a Romanian afro. Well, he just he, had he it kind of short.
4: You know?
3: Yeah, he could not get his hair to lay down like that. Even he would tell you that. I think that guy's like in all the Prom Night movies. Because this oh, yeah. launched a franchise of unrelated films.
2: The second one was like a Carrie type movie. Yeah, yeah it was a Carrie was... ripoff. Hello, yeah. Mary Lou, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: watched that at on uh, Shutter's uh, Joe Bob Briggs show. He presented okay. it like a year ago or so. All right, yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. It's very cheesy and very terrible, but yeah, it's yeah I don't like thinking, this one at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like it. It doesn't feel like part of the same series.
5: I picked up this set of the four prom night films back in. 2013, if I'm not mistaken, 6.99 for the four films in the collection. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Speaking
0: of which, uh, John, I know you can speak to this more. So my DVD copy of this was horseshit. So yeah. I had to I had to get a Blu-ray, and you know you go on Amazon, like none of those places have it. So I had to go to SynapseFilms.com. Any of you guys have any Synapse Films like DVD, Blu-rays?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've got a bunch of their stuff. I used
0: to have a few. I think <laughs> I sold them. They sell a lot of porn. I see. What's yeah, like, that's their it? like most they have. What's that? And Wait, they so have, uh, uh, I don't know, I think, the Synapse Films. Let me check it out. Well, but, they, uh, they
2: would sell like some of the sleazier like uh, exploitation movies from Sweden, like they call her One Eye, or yeah, you know, yeah. So they, they
0: have uh, like like forty some volumes of Forty uh, Second Street, just a bunch of skin flicks from the Deuce back in the day in the seventies.
3: Yeah, there's an audience for it. I think. <laughs> they also I put have out triumph of the will stuff. yes they yeah. did <laughs> will.
0: and frankenhooker and, and demons one and two
2: and tenebrae yeah i've got some of the, the italian slasher stuff they've put out so like okay. i think i have i think i have their maniac cop did they put that out i can't remember yep, yeah I think they, they did, did. Yep. Yeah, and uh yeah so they but john
0: you were uh talking about the story behind why there's Uh, no releases is more interesting than than the movie.
3: Well, yeah, the, um, because this, okay, it was, it was made in Canada by a production company. It was sold in almost like a bidding war, I think between Avco embassy and paramount for American distribution. And after it was a hit that summer, Avco embassy got the rights to it because they promised to release it for theaters that paramount did. So it was a huge hit that summer did really well, like 14 million, which is actually a good gross back then. And then NBC paid like almost four million for broadcast rights, and they aired it on TV the February of the following year. So it was a seven, like a seven-month window between the theatrical release and the network television premiere, which was censored a bit. And uh, that had, I had never seen that happen when I was a kid. It was always like it took two or three years for a movie that played in theaters to play on network television or, you know, a local UHF if it was a cheaper film, I'd never seen it before. And apparently it was a huge ratings hit for NBC and they aired it like twice. And I think even use some of the disco songs in an episode of BJ and the bear. I swear <laughs> I heard them in an episode of BJ and the bear. So, uh, and then I guess to the video thing happened, it got like a few select releases, but then like my wife had it in her video collection. I was going to watch it and I got her DVD out. and It was a platinum DVD release. And if you're an early disc collector, you remember Platinum would put out a lot of public domain stuff and they actually got the rights to this from Alliance Atlantis which is now the Canadian licensor of the film and somehow got an American release license from from them and uh, they used a tape master like a VHS tape master on the DVD so it's incredibly dark and washed out, no color correction, it even has like those um, what do you call them, uh, wave lines you get from old VHS tapes I don't know if you guys remember remember the phenomena of uh, analog television. Mm-hmm. But uh you but you would have those those weird frequency lines and stuff. It's terrible. You can't even make out scenes
0: and uh, just the it, tracking.
3: Right, right. And then I was like ah oh, damn, uh I'm going to have to watch this on uh, IMDB TV where they had like the the current HD master of it from FilmRise. Now FilmRise is now licensing it to streaming. And uh I guess uh what's the company Anchor Bay put out a pretty good DVD of it in the O's. I heard.
5: Yeah, Anchor Bay. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Financed by Exxon, supposedly.
5: My ah, my release wasn't too bad, but it was um it was it was actually pretty good. I mean, I I played it on the big screen in the theater, so it wasn't going to look sharp as, but it was it was decent enough. I don't know about the other prints of this film, um, particularly the Blu-ray, but man, it looked like there was Vaseline smeared all over the fucking lens. Yeah, start. it's
2: got a very soft look.
5: Yeah, yeah you know. there's
3: a lot of grain issues with certain scenes like when you, that, that shot of the feet walking down the hallway like has really bad grain every time you see it and it, it's uh, as if it was shot by a different second unit on different film stock yep. or something. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Which is yeah, likely I mean, the did, case. Did anybody who from... I have, did look, did look great, but yeah, there were those scenes where you could tell it was just grainy and just looked like very different
3: yeah, almost like they were shooting fill-ins after they Jamie Lee Curtis had already went back to Los Angeles. And it was like, okay, we still got to shoot scenes of the killer walking around, and, you know, staring at people from the bushes and
5: stuff. She was stoned as hell on this film. I couldn't believe yeah. it.
3: Well, this is what's funny is I remember at the time she was always complaining that she was a scream queen, but then you read up about the production history, her agent and she herself aggressively sought this role and originally it was supposed to star Eve Plum in her role. From the Brady bunch. Brady
5: bunch. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, she was supposed to have the. She was set to star in it. Jamie Lee Curtis expressed interest. Eve Plum was fired and they brought in Jamie Lee Curtis because she was marketing herself as the scream queen. She was aggressively seeking out these roles that she was always bad mouthing. A couple of years later, she was striking while the
2: iron. Yeah, she was striking while the iron was hot, and then you know, but she but she want to move on because you know, at the end of the day, horror is kind of a dead end street, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you want to go and do the trading places or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, but then when it becomes fashionable, she circles back and does Halloween H2O and you know, <laughs> Oh yeah, was I a, it
3: was a classic. I knew we were making something special.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did
5: not.
0: There's an interview on the, uh, fog Blu-ray with her and she's talking about how after Halloween, you know, it was a big success. She still wasn't really getting much work. I watched that. On a ch- Yeah okay yeah she was on the charlie uh charlie's angels episode as a lpga golfer and and love boat and uh yeah love boat she's like love boat with my mother yeah like it was just the worst thing ever and then she's in in the fog with her mother yeah but Carpenter, she said carpenter's like you know i feel bad I i want you get some work and so you put her in the fog and then yeah after that she started you know she did prom night and then um she talked about how road games. I've never seen road games. Have you seen it, Stu?
5: No, no I, I know of
0: it with Stacey Keach. Because she was saying it was like the uh, same kind of tax uh, shelter as like the Canadians. Mm. So you had to hire, you could hire like two Americans in uh, Australia. And yep. she took the job of some Aussie actress and they still had to pay her, but um, like the whole crew hated her at least for at least the first
5: bit of it. <laughs> Welcome to Australia, Jamie Lee.
2: <laughs> they took your jibs, yeah. Yeah, but
3: she was like a terror train, and um, she did a lot of TV work. And she, I remember she was on Buck Rogers. She played Dorothy Stratton and uh, the TV movie version of the Dorothy Stratton story. Very bad casting, by the way.
5: Was she in the Yeah, uh, no, Buck Rogers no, no episode no. with Gary Coleman as the Galactic Warlord, or whatever it was?
3: She's in one of them. I, I seem right. to recall she was like in a Buck Rogers or something. Like they were getting any. Any of the hot actresses at the time did a guest spot on Buck Rogers.
5: I can't get over that picture of Gary Coleman lying in his deathbed. <laughs> that wife taking the selfie with him. That was just heinous.
3: I never saw that. Oh it's my probably god. It's a good thing. It's too Have impressive. you
5: seen it? No. I haven't seen it. He's like he's on his hospital bed with tubes and shit sticking out of him. Ugh. It's and, terrible. His, and his wife's taking like a selfie with him. Like, yeah. I'll give this. I'll give this Negro twenty four hours, and he's gone. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. was, she, was, she, was she doing the fingers over his head like the uh,
5: rabbit? The rabbit. <laughs> she might as well have. Yeah. Didn't she, she probably, marry
1: him like like a month before he died or something like that too?
5: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very long. It was a um, pretty short period. It was pointless because he had no money. <laughs> his parents <laughs> stole it all. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell yeah, she was, it was thinking.
1: A, it was a it was a short period, right? Because yeah, it's it was Gary Coleman.
5: Very. Yeah, it was like a four foot long period. <laughs> four foot high. I should say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You could call it a midget marriage, I guess, in all honesty.
1: He was so happy to get married, he felt five feet tall.
5: Yep. <laughs> At least four and a half. Yeah. He was the uh, biggest man in the world. <laughs> felt on oh top of the gosh. world until he's on top of the stairs, and he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> oh my god! What a what a sad tale. Poor Gary Coleman. This is what prom 9 needed was Gary Coleman in it. Yeah, they could have. He was it in the- Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald. Yeah, but I'm talking about back in the day. Then it was all those films like The Kid from Left Field, The Kid with the 200 IQ, Jimmy the Kid. They could have gone The Kid Who Went to the Prom and Survived. They could have named it that. Or got killed. Whatever.
3: Well, the killer, uh, the killings are not. They're very specific to certain kids. Like they're not he's not just trying to kill anybody and everybody you know it's, it's it's a revenge picture
5: okay so why did he go for Eddie trunk
3: uh, well he happened to be with that girl
5: that witness, was part
3: of the group so so if you were a bystander you were gonna die but you know as well, the funny guilt- thing is there's no stalking scenes of a certain uh, actress in this film which automatically gives away who that's the that's this.
2: another thing that gave it away was I was like she's not she's not a target you know yeah so mm.
3: and the whole the whole long scene with Anne Marie Martin was almost like a way to hide it to make it look like that's Jamie Lee Curtis in the trailers or something because they have her running around and everything and when you cut the trailers you go say Jamie Lee Curtis and it'll cut to a scene of her screaming or crying and you can act like this is your typical because all she does is disco dance in the film
2: yeah not, there's she's cool a very like long that. disco scene mm.
3: it looked like she worked on the movie for like a week mm-hmm. and probably got paid big time Went back to LA and then they, they made the typical in out Canadian film.
5: <laughs> Apologies to our no listeners in Canada. <laughs> All one. We got
3: we got a couple of Canadian listeners who don't live in Canada anymore, so
5: Yeah, but I'm sure they're still very patriotic about their country. Have you ever thought about that? Well they've heard right.
3: me they've heard me rip on a Hobo with a shotgun,
0: so
5: oh uh, it's Ooh, terrible. Don't thing. say that in front of Brett.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Horrible movie. <laughs> Uh, God. Wolfie, you like Hobo with the Shotgun? I do. Defend I do like it. it. Defend it. <laughs> yeah, you have to defend <laughs> it now. Do
1: I have to? I mean, what is there to defend?
2: There's nothing to defend.
3: <laughs> it's, it's a
2: terrible film.
1: Like I can see why people wouldn't like it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeing a big theater in 35 millimeter with those colors bleeding your
4: eyes—it
3: <laughs> oh, was torture i like, yelled at one of the canadians who came down and brought it to the festival <laughs> I, was like, I said i'm gonna pass a law where you people can't make movies
1: yeah, i never saw it in the theater i didn't even know if it got a theatrical re- release at all
3: it was shown at a film festival in 35 millimeter that i went to oh my canadian friends were uh, working the promotions there Invited me to it, and I just—I was so angry after I sat through that thing. <laughs> I went and yelled at him. <laughs> so I'm going to ban you people from making films. You
0: just shouldn't be allowed to make them. They gave us Black so, Christmas. That's enough for me.
3: Yeah, and then how ironic—the director of that was later killed by an illegal alien in Los Angeles.
5: Yeah, <laughs> and his son block.
3: killed by an illegal
5: alien. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that should be discounted because they re- of that last remake of Black Christmas. We, we should- which one? There's <laughs> <It's> been two. <laughs> the, the last one. The, the one. most oh. reason. one.
2: The, How uh, many are there? It's, there's two. There's two. at least two. So, Lynn Morgan and James Wong did one where they that was where they fell out. Okay,
5: yeah. they had a that, falling out. That was the one from oh five or oh six, which had the uh, metalhead um, <laughs> Black Christmas. It was.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I don't see that thing. one. I yeah. saw the 2019 one in theaters because uh, I'm on AMC's A-list and <laughs> fucking don't have to pay for movies, so I just go see everything.
3: Yeah, you feel compelled to see all the garbage like Garrow? Like Garrow, yeah. He's got the same thing, and he goes to see all the garbage out there.
1: I was the only one in the theater, and I, I should have locked out, and I regret not locking out.
5: Ew. It was heard, so bad. I've heard it's a woke fest. Oh, yeah. it is. A next-level woke fest.
1: Hundred percent.
5: Yeah, my son. My son's been telling me just, just don't, don't even bother. Because I said, "Oh, what's a new Black Christmas?" He goes, "Dad, just don't, don't even go there." not it good- PG thirteen?
1: I think so. Some of the plot points are: there's this girl who wants like the school renamed because the the founder used to own slaves in the seventeen hundreds oh, or some shit. God. <laughs> 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 and then she wants Carrie Elwes fired as a professor because he only teaches uh, s- straight white male authors.
5: Okay, are you kidding?
1: <laughs> How come, yeah. he ain't got no brothers up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so any, anything you've heard about it being super woke is a hundred percent accurate.
3: So the professor like Carriella's was his character did like put up a picture of iceberg slip and say, yeah, you happy now."
1: <laughs> mm. Well they Speaking wanted more, just, they wanted more women of color uh, represented, oh, I see.
0: right you know. I didn't Speaking from, from Carlos Esposito. He told everyone to uh, that's not vaccinated to go sequester themselves on, a, on an island. <laughs> his, <laughs> his, uh, better call Saul's been out of the limelight for a while and he I don't know I guess he needs attention. Yeah, he oh, he's he's, he's
2: he's doing the press tour right now for Far Cry Six because he's starring in that. That's right. Because he's not even in any Spike Lee movies anymore, is he? No, I he he was in Spike stuff in the eighties. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was, was in Into Five Bloods, right? I no, really I don't. Saw that. Th- I I don't think so. Um, I know he was in Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that. Uh, yeah, that. he was. He was the. Movie? He was the dude who gets killed by the pinball machines. <laughs>
5: Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was him. Oh, okay. And Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Don't forget that. That's right. Yeah. No, I
2: don't see. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't see any recent Spike movies in his filmography. Uh, what was the last thing he did with him? Spike? Lee's a dickhead anyway. Who cares? Maybe he can't stand him. He. I think it looks like Malcolm X was the last thing he was in from. Him. Oh yeah, they had a falling out.
5: Yeah. When's Garrow going to do the knockoff of that about Sean King the Telcomics?
3: <laughs> oh, man. They should get uh, Garrow to do Tales from the Hood, a uh, new version of that. He could write that for <laughs> Sean King. Oh, man.
5: That's funny when I sent you guys that link for that uh, Trayvon Martin documentary. Gary goes, nah, I've already seen it. <laughs> I like, Yeah, of course you have. <laughs> Made by our friend uh, Joel Gilbert. Gave us the uh, the Beatles <laughs> documentary mm-hmm. that we watched, the Paul McCartney one. Oh, yeah, we reviewed that. Yeah, Jeez. Paul McCartney really is dead. He's he's that one, and his Elvis one is really good. The Elvis one we got to do one day, honestly. It's oh, uh, no. It, no, it's it's really good. It's uh, it's about him. He gets a whole bunch of documents sent to him at his office, and it's all you know, a lot of it's all blacked out, uh, redacted stuff. And they manage to get the black paint or the black stuff off, and they find out that uh, they get Elvis's address. So he goes to Elvis's house, and it's a guy who sounds like Elvis a lot, but he's in silhouette as an older Elvis. Yeah, of course.
3: This must be more fun to do than edit the Breitbart page, which I think is Joe Gilbert's day job or something.
5: Yeah, it's good, but then it just goes into like a massive rant about Obama at the end. So.
2: Oh my god! he has got all these No
5: Bomber stickers on the back of Elvis's car in the front yard.
2: So, do we want to go ahead and rate prom night? I guess we're done with Dunzo with prom
3: night. Anything else inept about it?
5: I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, we've covered it. I, I just want to ask, why was Leslie Nielsen in this film? Besides being a name, he added nothing. Uh, did he? Even yeah, he wasn't. He
2: wasn't. He does. He, I did like the bit where he's like. You're accusing me of playing favorites. Well, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can I can explain that. Leslie
3: Nielsen is Canadian, and the tax shelters, part of the deal was you had to have a certain amount of Canadian content, which means you had to have Canadian lead actors. And so Leslie Nielsen fit the, fit the bill for that. I think he's actually billed above J.P. Lee Curtis. He is. It, yeah. He was, yeah.
5: yeah. Well, he's has been around. Um, yeah, I'm he's, not, he's not in, time, in so.
3: it much. Not right, either. but. But you have that Canadian name. You always have to have that one. Like, they'd have an American star, and then they'd have, uh, uh, who the hell is that Canadian actress, Helen? Somebody, it's not Helen the Hunt, but there's another Helen. that's um, She's so obvious and prevalent in Canadian films that uh, when SCTV did a spoof of Canadian tax shelter productions, they had Catherine O'Hara playing her. Like, it's a you know, co-starring, I'll have to figure out the name later, but... Like, Paul Lynch directed a lot of these films. Like, the, his whole career is just a bunch of Canadian tax shelter productions. Um, well,
5: Class of 1984 was a Canadian tax shelter, and that's a good film.
3: Yeah, but that's an American director. Oh, okay. Mm, there we go. Yeah, the American talent behind <laughs> the cameras. But they just hired, like, Michael J. Fox
2: was part of the Canadian actors for the Canadian content. Yeah, that was the thing about Louisiana's tax incentives, is they didn't have any of that. They would just, they would just hand you a big check for everything. Like, they didn't care. If you hired local or not, um, so that's that's kind of smart for them, you know. Get some, yeah. Get some of your people in there.
3: Well, when you deal when you're dealing with another country, okay. The Canadian actress I couldn't think of Helen Shaver is her name, and she's like in all these Canadian tax shelter productions. It's pretty funny filmography.
5: It's like back in the eighties, you'd have Brian Brown and all these yeah. Australian ones. Yeah. Uh, you think why? Oh, he's okay, but but yeah, not in everything.
3: I just saw him in a, an interesting uh, failed TV pilot called um, Age of Treason, where he's a detective in, Ro- in ancient Rome. Just, and Matthias Hughes, the big guy from uh, the uh, I Come in Peace or Dark Angel, the Dolph Lundgren movie, he plays his like, assistant who's a gladiator. And it's not bad. It was like a pilot for a series that just didn't sell.
5: Gee, the hell you say, really? Yeah, I know Ryan Brown
3: just didn't have enough. <laughs> he was actually stunned. mentioned as a double oh seven in the mid eighties, like before they got Dalton. Oh, Ryan Brown, really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like one of the strong candidates. It was him, Sam Neal, Lewis Collins, and uh, they ended up being Dalton.
5: Oh, uh, Lewis Collins, I would have gone for straight away. He would have been
3: great. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think he
5: could have, could have knocked it out of the park. So, uh, now that uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig's no longer doing the Bond, who's going next? Clive Owen, man. Gonna get his chance. Yeah, he's,
3: he's too old. Uh, I would say it's uh, gonna be some guy who's on British TV right now. Who uh, some young guy. Idris I
5: hope Selva. it's someone unknown. Idris Elba. No, oh,
2: Idris. They're, they're not gonna do
5: Idris Elba. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In fact, I saw an article today. Idris said uh, he's not doing it.
5: they said, said gonna Read old. the article. Yeah, he's but he's, he's like
0: older than Dan-
2: He's older than Daniel Craig. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. it's laughable. Yeah, they're yeah, about the same age. No, I think I think Idris Elba is unimaginative. Fans. Memeing, you know. Yeah. Um. I don't. I. I think I'm hoping they go with an unknown somebody that we. He has more of. muscles than Craig too, but you I mean. I. I thought
0: Craig turned out to be a you know pretty good bond, but it always bothered me how jacked he was, and even that he was blonde. That was enough to bother me. Mm-hmm. Oh, old, James uh, Blonde.
5: James Blonde. Yeah, they were crying yeah. about when Casino Royale come out. Who cares, Blonde?
3: Roger Moore was blonde, though.
5: Mm. Not as blonde as Craig. <laughs> yeah, <not laughs> no, no, no. Not Um, honest.
0: I mean, also, not enough to like make a difference. It didn't bother me that much. It was just like, you know, a lot of little things. But I mean, he he turned out to be a pretty good Bond. I mean, I like him, but not my favorite Bond, but decent.
3: They needed new writers. I think that's always been the problem. They needed yeah, to Wade fire the away.
2: Yeah, they've been on it forever. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. time to get new writers. And- you know I'm really, some. I'm,
0: I'm really surprised that uh phoebe Waller's bridge didn't uh, woke
2: up the new script
3: and maybe she uh wrote a lot of stuff that they junked figured it was going to i think work. I, I
2: think would, she's she's on there to check a box i think right
5: so it wouldn't get attacked
0: yeah well if they, with a 2 hour and 43 minute runtime i don't think they
5: junked anything that's just <laughs> insane uh, that is that is gratuitous at running time I yeah just, it's too long I, for a ponton I, I can't uh I just can't justify a time like that for a Bond film. No. yeah,
3: Two hours. David Leans 007.
0: And I don't mind long movies, but it did feel like they tried to put too much into this one.
2: It's even like the villain. Rami Malek's not even in it that much. No, he could have been a good villain, but he didn't. He just doesn't have much to do. (laughs) Freddie Mercury
5: is the villain. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
2: He has kind of a Peter Lorre-esque quality that could work, but uh, they, they just, I don't think they used him well. Just like they didn't use Christoph Waltz well in uh, Spectre, I can't local. get
1: past the uh, Rami Malek's role on that Michael Rapaport sitcom where he came out as gay. Like that's Wait. the only thing I ever think of when I see Ra- Rami Malek. Oh, <laughs> he's like the awkward neighbor. Oh, really? What's the name of that show? Uh, I want to say the War at Home. I actually tweeted a, a YouTube link to it this morning to the to the actual scene, oh. like. <laughs> Like Michael Rappaport, like, like uh, his son is like, oh, me and Kenny are going on a double date, but we don't know which girl we're gonna, you know, take. And uh, Michael Rappaport is like, Kenny's gay; he's not gonna take any girls. And then, like, <laughs> like Kenny was still in the closet, and he's like, how do you know if you are gay? And uh, Rappaport is like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't mean; like, I was just making jokes, like,
5: whatever. Wasn't he the one like, who comes out? He was stalking some woman, some actress for years. Michael Rappaport What um, surprised me? Trying to get a job, maybe. No, no. Some some actress. He was just stalking it for ages. I can't remember who it was.
3: Michael Rapaport, huh? I always figured people wondered why he was in the business in the first place because uh, his performance at Zebrahead is legendary, like bad. Like, people thought, like mm-hmm. whose uncle of his is at the studio?
1: I always think it's funny that they had him play a neo-Nazi in Higher Learning.
5: uh (laughs) harassing ex-girlfriend lily taylor that's who it was okay okay yeah Yeah, that makes sense
1: he basically played himself in uh bamboozled
3: oh god i barely remember that movie yeah
1: he was he was like the network executive but he's like telling this black writer that wanted to do like like high concept type ideas that he told the writer that uh he himself was blacker than the writer.
2: <laughs> oh, that's
3: his Twitter page. That's his future Twitter page completely.
1: It was, just like, it was just like Spike put the camera in the room. And he's like, Michael, be Michael.
5: That's like Tate I- agent used to do the same thing. He's a <laughs> up. Yeah. He's screamed. Yeah, out. he did. He made his black brothers. <laughs> yeah, be my black brothers.
2: Yeah, rock this. <laughs> this is soul music, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play some of that Motown! Yeah, shit!
3: <laughs> but, uh, no, no, Rappaport, like, I remember that movie Kiss of Death when Nicolas Cage killed him. I thought it was, like, the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> like, Nicolas Cage play like, a House of Pain song, and then they then they start, like, beating him to death. And, uh, that, it's, it's like the one popcorn moment in the whole film, because the rest of it's just, you know, David Caruso acting sullen.
5: Have you guys seen the, um, the thing going around at the moment about the Halloween 5 4K release out by Shout Factory? No. no. About the front cover? Everyone's calling it the Nicolas Cage cover? Because the-, <laughs> the actual mask that they've, they've drawn on the cover of that Halloween 5 slipcase, it looks like Nicolas Cage bad. I mean, real bad. I'll uh, see hmm. if I can snag a pick and send it to you. Shout just. have never
2: been very good at artwork. No. 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 Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, it looks like ah, yeah, whatever. It looks like Nick Cage, sure. Um, well, the hair fan artist. Yeah, often, that's so. yeah. Usually, it's these people who do terrible mock-up posters for like the Alamo or, you know, indie theaters.
0: Yeah, yeah. I usually flip my uh Blu-ray uh, yeah, uh, cover art to the theatrical posters.
5: Say, same here. Same, same here. Yeah,
3: you have to. It's, it's just too miserable.
5: There is not one I don't think I've bought with a reversible cover art, either from them or Arrow, where I've kept the newly commissioned one. They just they don't grab yeah. me at all. That's right. Give me that original yeah. shit any day.
2: Okay, let's rate Prom Night. Uh, Wolfie, what do you give it out of 10?
5: Uh, four.
2: Four. Oof. Oof. Okay. Mulder, what about you?
0: I'm going to give it a 6.5, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um I like the first kill. It's kind of really close up and it doesn't show up, but the, like the audio's cranked. You can hear the knife. And um it, which is also weird because
2: there's isn't a murder until after an hour into this movie. Yeah, it takes a long time. It's know, it's kind of a teen yeah. comedy up until It's that like point. an
0: hour and one minute into the film basically until the first murder,
1: which there, there's a murder oh, in the first five minutes.
2: Yeah, well
0: I mean hey now. A slasher style one, yeah. It's a it's an accident. They're kids. I tell you but what, yeah, those, those
1: kids those kids take that ki- the killers coming game really serious. They man. do.
0: They do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess the slasher murder the first one is over an hour in, which I'll concede is not good for a ninety two minute horror movie. But also, I mean, I also concede that I'm a big eighties fan, and maybe I just like watching teens get murdered with a discount soundtrack. <laughs> but it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> it's very enjoyable to me. I do like the the colors and the style and the music, especially the um, kind of climax and the dance floor and uh, Lou's head going on the on the uh, catwalk that's, there. That's cool. So that's probably why I give it the uh, as high a score as I do because of the uh, juxtaposition of the uh, soundtrack and the, I guess, the, oh, the 80s style mm. it isn't too over the top. The, the the head is the only kind of gore you really see throughout the whole film.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that was, and I think that was put in at the insistence of the producers. I think they were trying to go for a less gory, like Halloween. Yeah. But, uh, John, what about you? Uh, I give it a three.
3: Three. Oof. Yeah, it's a, it's a Canadian movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's too incompetent, and it's just not really anything memorable or spectacular. I think everybody is in nostalgia when they watch this.
5: Oh, know, big, for the big 80s. Time.
3: And to me, I will always remember it as the. The movie that NBC uh, outbid like HBO and Showtime for to get an exclusive on a film, you know, within a se- seven month window from its theatrical release, which was, you know, I remembered that as being really unique at the time.
1: You know, you know, it's funny on uh, it's on Peacock is where I saw it, but on my cable box, like if you pull it up, it shows where you can stream it, right? And and it on some of them it says like when it it's getting removed from the service, and for Peacock it's like. This movie ends twelve thirty one zero zero.
3: <laughs> so apparently they they they're they're getting their uh, their four million dollars worth paid for that thing.
1: <laughs> so I don't I don't know what zero zero if that's twenty one hundred or
3: they own 8, it in perpetuity. They they have an <laughs> infinite licensing ownership of that film.
1: But apparently it's never leaving Peacock.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they bought it, hook, line, and sinker. They bought the whole damn thing.
1: They had to build Peacock just to show prom night.
5: Yeah. (laughs) And their peak will be Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Yep, that's right. that will be Uh, a gala event. Dude, what do you give it? I am with uh, Mr. Mulder, six and a half, for pretty much the same reasons as him. Soundtrack, love 80s films. And this is actually a half-decent film. I would like to see a clearer presentation Blu-ray of it. There is one by 101 Films in the UK, which I'll grab that one. But I enjoyed it. I've seen worse. Not going to have no Canadian hate for it like uh, like John is. Well,
3: it's yeah. Canadian and it's a slasher movie, and I hate
5: both things. So. Then why did you watch uh, Terra Train? Hang on. Why
3: did you I, Terror I haven't Train? watched Terra Train yet. I but just, you hate I slasher movies
5: and you hate Canadian ones, so why'd you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. You said you were
3: going to watch it. I will. I didn't have to watch it for the show, so I didn't have time to watch
5: it. So why'd you throw everybody off in the group chat about fucking Terror Train when we all knew what the stuff was Because I things? suggested
3: Terror Train instead of The Fog because Hunter and I already discussed Carpenter to death on the Escape from L.A. show. But so that was why it was the, rest, the, the
5: three of us weren't there, so... I,
2: did, I didn't want to talk about like, Terror Train and Prom. I was like, those are both the same thing in my brain like i
3: right because they're both canadian tax shelter productions but terror train has a better rep as the better film
2: so yeah they both they both feel the same to me i give it a five out of ten um it's pretty middle of the road for me as far as slashers go it has some fun characters some fun moments but yeah i would leave it at that so Mulder and wolfie where can we find your show, watch this movie. What can, what, what give give your plugs in.
0: Well, it's available pretty much anywhere. Podcasts are available. Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual suspects. We're on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. Couldn't get Watch this movie. Just had to get had to throw the underscore in there. And then, uh, Brett's at positively wolf one. So yeah, that's on Twitter.
2: Yeah, Wolfie, where can, what, what else do you have to plug? I know you have another podcast,
1: uh, positively Wolfie podcast everywhere that uh, podcasts are found just like uh, WTM. Although I have not done that podcast since July. And, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be starting that up anytime soon. Um, so, but we, I, I did 47 episodes of that each episode. We go over three articles that sound fake, but they're not. And, uh, it's like this show. We get off on tangents. Uh, we we hardly we start with the headline and kind of go from there and see see where it takes us see where it but, goes. Uh, yeah, if you if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Uh, like I said, there's forty seven episodes out there. I did it for about a year. Um, haven't done it since July, so um, just the backlog for now. Um, but yeah, anywhere you can find podcasts. positively wolfy podcast.
5: All right. I would be Anything? more active on Twitter, but Jesus Christ, that place is a hellhole. I just, <laughs> it is, I it's awful. Know. I don't know how you guys. I mean, you want to use it as your platform for social media? Go, you know, good luck to you. But holy fuck, I just, I'm on there. I, I can't take it. It's a, you know, I want to end up like Lou. <laughs> I feel like just <laughs> having, yeah, a, a Lou moment. Gab
3: and me, we just didn't take off like we hoped, and then Parlour was a CIA honey trap. So.
2: Um, so uh, John or Stu anything you need to plug before we say goodbye I can say that by the time this is released my uh,
3: appearance on the then is now podcast reviewing Kung Fu Zombie should be available <laughs> I'll have a link info available when that happens I'll link it up the, the usual spots
2: excellent
0: would that man. other Fun. guy you
5: guys just had on approve oh uh, who's that the angry email man what was his name yeah <laughs> Frank Blackman? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Might. He might. Uh, don't might. have me break kayfabe on that. So,
1: is he, is he related to Steve Blackman? Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. The lethal weapon, Steve Blackman.
0: <laughs> uh, before we leave, uh, Stu, I got a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. So, you take like what, six months off the show? And you but, s- stand. Idly I by. had
5: housework, sir, to do. But okay, I know. Yeah. But oh. you
0: stand idly by as Hunter and John solely the good name of Mel Gibson to say that Lethal Weapon sucks. <laughs> yeah, and you just you don't defend him at
5: all. You don't come back on the show and say there's going to be some changes around here. No, because it, if it sucks, <laughs> it sucks. I, I, I what? I, I, you I don't. Agree? I don't drape my flag around me and say, well, because. Uh, <laughs> I know. thought you
0: still like Lethal Weapon.
5: Ah, uh, it just hasn't aged very well for me. It's just, I think I since since I saw Loaded Weapon, I thought you know what Lethal Weapon's really not that good. <laughs> 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 I
4: enjoy the
5: national and film more than I do Lethal Weapon.
0: I do, I do love Loaded Weapon One. That, that is, is hilarious. A very it's a great movie. movie.
5: But, great um, opening scene. Yeah, and they just got progressively worse. I mean, three is the worst of the lot by an absolute yeah, country Yeah, me too. Model. I agree. Shocking. Yeah, no, I'm not going to defend Mel at all. He makes crap. I'm not going to defend Bird on a Wire because it's garbage. <laughs> I'm not going to defend, um, you know, Boy Without a Face, or whatever a fucking movie's called. Man, Man Without, Without a Face. Yeah, I'm not going to defend mm-hmm. that because it's, no. But uh, Forever Young. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, Forever
0: Young's not good. It's so but if we in.
3: attacked an Australian production like Tim, where Mel Gibson plays a, a uh, special needs guy, we might have been in trouble.
5: Now, Tim's actually a good film. or something.
3: Yeah, no, I saw it on cable years ago when I was a kid. I thought it
5: was pretty good. It's one of those absolutely forgotten Mel Gibson films of the of the seventies. It, it,
3: yeah, it's has been obscured. Like, I don't think it's had a video release in years.
5: Yeah, I got a VHS release here. I'm guessing it may have got the same in the in the US. I'm not sure. But since then, yeah, back I mean, in the eighties, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm guessing if it gets released here, Umbrella will be the only company putting it out because it's um, just not one of those ones that will sell. Unless they they do a three-for-mel set with, you know, sort of Tim, Attack force Z, Right. And, you know, I don't know, Gallipoli. I, I don't know. That would be uh, about the only chance. Actually, no.
3: Well, Gallipoli's well regarded here. Like it's it's a well liked film. Yeah, yeah oh, Gallipoli's
5: yeah, very very good. good. Actually, now that you mention it, yeah. John, I think Tim did get a DVD release here many many years back. Really? Yeah. Should now have? you've just sparked my memory. Yeah. No, it is. It's available here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go.
3: That means I All can right. find a YouTube upload
5: likely. Um, I think it's gone. Ch- it's a uh, 30th anniversary edition of it as well. It's out in the US, mate. What are you talking about? Really? Oh shit! Yeah, I haven't thought about the movie until just tonight.
3: Like, but I saw it on cable back in the early '80s. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah, but you know, you're a kid. You're seeing drama. You, you think it's good. Of course, it might have been just old hat to any adult watching it. So
5: yeah, but uh, no, it's available here. So okay, you're like a retard. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Before we go. You asked me if I've got anything coming up. I'm gonna do a couple of Stews views, which I told you boys about, that you'll have no sort of interest in at all. But I'm actually gonna be doing them on video. So I've just downloaded StreamYard, so they're gonna be actually video Stews views. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you can nice. watch or listen. Take your choice.
3: Nice. So you'd be talking like kangaroos, you'll be pet kangaroos in your backyard. <laughs> throwing some boomerangs around. That's right darts at br- up th- your th-
5: ass, you kung fu twat! Throw th- throw some darts at Bruce Spence's photo. Oh yeah, I should actually <laughs> that would be worth. <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm actually going to so do the Tim.
3: More- yeah, the Tim the- Blu-ray is five hundred seven dollars right now on Amazon. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if it was Canadian dollars, sure. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, Summer City. Summer City is the other El Gibson movie that's obscure.
2: Let's our- go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, Eric and w- Mulder and Wolfie for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. This was yeah. like a dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to finally have you guys on after listening to you guys for a while.
5: And if you, if you boys took notes, I'm so sorry. I should have warned you beforehand. Just throw them in the bin. It's not going to be much real uh, <laughs> talk about here. Yeah. This is one of the more ADHD episodes I think we've done for quite a while. Yeah, basically. Yeah. All right,
2: with that, I'm going to go ahead and say adios. Yeah, peace out. Let's go, Brandon.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Midnight Movie Cowboys. For more information, go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com For feedback, comments, or show suggestions, go to midnightmoviecowboys at gmail.com Like what you hear? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Hear us on Stitcher Radio. Head over to stitcher.com and download the app. Want to help the show out? Head on over to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and hit the PayPal donate. We appreciate all donations of any denomination. Find us on Twitter at MMCowboys. Like us on Facebook. Head over to facebook.com type in Midnight Movie Cowboys. Hit the like button over there. Want to friend us personally on Facebook or follow us on Twitter? Go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and find the links from there on the right-hand side. Thanks for listening. See you all next week.